Dirt. Coming up the block, do my people they know. I be coming up the brown, get my niggas in flows. We be coming H town, got my niggas in flows. All my niggas hold it down, Rich. we hold the flows. They be holding it down, they be holding the school. All my niggas in brown, we be holding the door. Got the money in flow, niggas buy by my triggers, niggas up with my niggas. Niggas up with the killers. All my niggas be slow. Coming up on the flow. Pulling up on the hoes. Yeah, we know we got flows. Niggas told in the pro. All we niggas we be. I'm the owner of this. All my niggas CP. Yeah, we know it is me. I'm just rolling the streets. And you know what I be. Niggas hanging the streets. Feeling up the wheels, got my niggas the real. Spitting up the whole block, got the money in speed. Rich, dark. Got the money in haters. Rich, Rich Dirt Rich Dirt Scooting up the place and I got a lot of moves And you know I'm on turn I just got used Just got used And people refuse And people refuse And you know your tools no, we don't choose me, got no
guy. Rich guy. Dreams. Oh, dreams. A thing that all of us humans experience at the end of a long day of work or school during bedtime. You know, dreams are really a fascinating phenomenon to me. Like the fact that when we go to sleep and our brain can just cook up another reality for us to live in for the duration that we're unconscious is crazy to me. Like, how does that even work? It's like virtual reality, but in our heads. And the fact that each dream is just a jumble of your past thoughts and experiences is just mesmerizing. So I did a bit of Googling and apparently dreams occur during a phase in your sleep called REM or rapid eye movement, where your brain is most active during your sleep, which doesn't really help. Like how does my brain cook up these weird realities? I gotta know. Sorry about that, but anyways, today we're going to be discussing the different types of dreams that a human can experience. Alright, first up is daydreaming. So this isn't really like a proper dream, but daydreaming typically occurs when you're bored as shit. Like if you're in class, you may zone out or doze off and think about something else to try to make time go by quicker. So you might daydream about like not being in class, going back home and knocking out, going on an adventure to an imaginary land, imagining your bright future ahead of you. <coughs> being loved. And that's really about it when it comes to daydreaming. Now let's talk about recurring dreams. So a recurring dream is basically a specific dream that you get periodically when you go to sleep. And the most common recurring dreams that you can experience could be losing your teeth, falling from the air, public nakedness, being late to school or work, and being unprepared for a test. Now I've experienced all of these and they all suck. You're basically just panicking throughout your entire dream. Like in those dreams where I lose my teeth, I'm just chilling. But the second I wobble my teeth, they just all start falling out in a chain reaction and it's got me panicking and stressing out here looking like an old man with no teeth and in the dreams where i'm falling i'm just randomly spawned at 5,000 feet in the air and i'm just falling at a constant of 9.81 meters per second squared plummeting towards the ground and the second i hit the ground i wake oh. up in real life and my body jerks like i actually hit the ground and now i'm just confused and don't know where i am in a cold sweat and it's 3 a.m in the morning bro what the fuck <laughs> Then this one time I had a dream where I went to school normally, but while in class I looked down and realized I had no pants on. So I started panicking and rushed out of the classroom and started searching the entire school for my missing pants. And I just couldn't find it. Shit just vanished and became a lost artifact. And I didn't end up finding my pants and I just woke up in the morning and I was like, ah, uh... What the fuck was that? Now apparently psychologists have attempted to figure out why we experience these types of dreams and gave potential meanings to them. Like dreams of falling can mean that something in your life isn't going well. Dreams about losing teeth can mean a feeling of loss of control and that you're worried about something. Being naked in public can mean you're embarrassed about something about yourself. Being late to school can mean you feel a great amount of pressure in your life. And being unprepared for a test can mean you're possibly going through a change or transition in your life. So take these all with a grain of salt cause there's not really a sincere your answer yet for the cause of these recurring dreams but low-key why are some of these kind of facts now let's talk about vivid dreams now vivid dreams usually are a joyous or comfortable experience and when you awake from one it can leave you wanting to return back to the dream now a bit ago i was having a lot of vivid dreams consisting of me being a kid again and being in elementary school more specifically being in class playing at recess in gym class and just being with my old elementary school friends and the same thing goes with high school it's definitely because i I high key miss being in elementary school and high school and I just hold on to these memories very dearly and when I wake up from them I just be lying down staring at my ceiling like damn I'm growing up fuck 
Next, let's talk about progressive dreams. Now, a progressive dream is a dream that can continue over a period of nights following the same theme. Think of it like a save file, but for dreams. Now, this has not happened to me over a period of nights, but it's happened to me over a period of minutes. So I had this dream of me and a friend. We were transported into the Pokemon game and we were in Pallet Town and we became Pokemon trainers and set off on our journey across the Kanto region. But along the way, we see Carly and Sam from iCarly and we say, what up to them and they join us along along the journey, but as we began to venture off into our Pokemon journey, I woke up and I was like, yo, nah, no way I woke up. That dream was about to get crazy. So then I desperately tried to go back to sleep and I eventually did. And the crazy part is the story continued and we continued where we left off and began our journey by sailing across the seas to fight and capture different Pokemon and collect gym badges to battle the Elite Four. Man, that was definitely one of the best dreams ever, bro. Being in the Pokemon universe with my homie and Carly and Sam, crazy collab. Now we got false awakening dreams. Now a false awakening dream is basically while you're in your dream, you believe that that you are awake, but in reality you aren't, you're dreaming. And you just go about your daily routine, brushing your teeth, washing your face, eating breakfast, all that stuff. And even just you waking up in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom or kitchen, and then you return to bed. And then you would wake up and be like, what the fuck, that was a dream all along? Now I've never experienced a dream like this ever, but to the people who have, should have saved your game file you dumbass. Now let's talk about nightmares. Now I don't need to explain to you guys what a nightmare is, you guys already know. But while experiencing a nightmare, you are always undergoing feelings of anxiety, horror, or sadness. And it sucks in the moment. So I'll share a few of the nightmares that I've experienced and written down in my notes app. Nightmare number one, the hotel. So I was in this hotel with one of my homies and we were just chilling around until suddenly freaking Patrick Bateman himself appears out of nowhere and sliced my friend in half with a sword. And I don't know, out of nowhere, I guess I got a sword too. And I started trying to slice Mr. Bateman, but bro had like armor on or something cause my slices weren't doing shit. So I'm like, yo, screw this, I'm out and ran out of the hotel room and booked it down the hallway. But for some reason, it started becoming like an infinite loop. Like the same sequence of events kept happening. Like it was a save file of a game constantly being loaded in. Yeah, I didn't like that dream one bit. But anyways, on to... Nightmare number two, zombie apocalypse. So I was in Black Ops 2 Zombies with my brother and a friend and our mission was to head on over to a family friend's house on foot, which was a long journey away. So we were hopping on top of houses to avoid the zombies below and after a few hours of trying to find bro's house, we just gave up and headed over to a local school. And there was this huge wall like from Attack on Titan, so we climbed up the wall, but right when we got to the top of the wall, it somehow turned into a flying pirate ship that started moving and we began shooting the zombies on the ground floor. And we see this other group of survivors and my friend yells out to them in Spanish for them to hop on our ship. So we chuck them a rope and they climb it and get on our ship and the ship begins to move again. And that's where the dream ends. Kinda wish I continued the storyline for this dream cause it started as a nightmare, but when we got to the ship, it started getting fun. But now it is forever lost. R.I.P. Now let's talk about a night terror. Now just hearing the word NIGHT TERROR just scares me already. But a night terror is basically a sleep disorder that causes the person to quickly awake from their sleep in a terrified state. Like they can wake up screaming, flailing, or crying. Now night terrors are a pretty rare occurrence and typically happen for children between the ages of 3 and 12 years old. So a message to you kids 
watching, think twice before you go to sleep, cause the night terrors? They're gonna get ya! I'm kidding, but I don't have any recollection of experiencing anything like this. Maybe when I was younger, but apparently you tend to not remember your night terrors. Now let's talk about weird dreams. Now we all have our own weird dreams that are random as shit and just don't make sense. Like you just be teleporting all over the place to new locations, or familiar places somehow have new locations in them. And I have a few weird dreams that I wanna share. Dream number one, beef ribs. So I was in a car with some girl and she was driving and she didn't have a license or even know how to drive. And while driving, she runs over someone and they uh get a little bruised, you know? And then the police show up and inspected the body and the body looked like beef ribs. Dream number two, I met the goat. So me and a group of friends were fighting monsters and a female boxing dummy started following us. So we shoved her down a sewer and proceeded to fill up the sewer with rice so she couldn't get out. And we then head over to this park and I'm talking to this person about movies on a hill and it jump cuts to me walking home and I get a DM from the man himself, Playboy Cardi. I was hyped. So I linked up with Cardi and he showed me some new music he was dropping and we played GTA together. Dream numero 3, Orange Peels. So I had this dream when I was pretty sick years back and it has still haunted me to this day. So I was basically in this white room and I was holding this tangerine and every time I peeled the tangerine, the peels would just come back. So I just kept trying to peel it and it just kept going and going for what felt like forever. Yeah, this dream deadass felt like torture and has stuck with me for years. It's day to this day. Dream number four. GTA heist. So me and three other friends were doing a GTA heist setup and the mission was to head over to some hotel to look for plankton. So we enter the hotel and head inside the elevator to his floor and enter his room to find him. So I spotted his ass and I stepped on him instantly taking his life. And then we instantly get five stars. So now we got a dip and we head on outside holding out against the cops and we start running towards the nearest cars but every time we got close to a car it just despawned on us for no reason. But after a bit of time we finally get a car and we start driving towards our destination while having like four choppers on our ass and a bunch of cop cruisers. We then get blinking stars and call Lester to remove our heat but somehow we get stars again and we drive our car into the ocean to lose the cops and we swam towards the island to complete the mission. Yeah, uh, rereading these now, sometimes I wonder to myself what goes on inside of my head. Now let's talk about lucid dreams. Now lucid dreams are a type of dream where you become aware in your dream that it's a dream. And this allows you to have full control of your dream, allowing you to do anything, even the impossible. Now I've never experienced a lucid dream ever and I want to so bad, to the point where I've started writing down my dreams in my notes app, just to increase the chances of it happening ever so slightly. Cause bro, a lucid dream is like Gary's Mod Sandbox, you can just basically do anything you want. Bro, when I experience one, I'm gonna fly, shoot fireballs, explode things, teleport, like the possibilities are endless. And I know writing your dreams on paper is better, but let's be honest, am I really gonna wake up, get up, grab a piece of paper, and a pencil, and write? No man, my phone is right there when I wake up, so I'm gonna use that, okay? Now let's talk about wet dreams. Alright, well comment down some of your most memorable dreams and comment the keyword. And before I end off the video, I just want to thank Jacob for being the first channel member. Thank you, Jacob. I appreciate your support. But anyways, I'm out. I can't believe we're about to begin the 20th year of American Idol. Y'all ready to find our next superstar? Gosh, I mean, we've discovered so many over the years. Have you ever wondered where you'd be if you were never discovered? Hmm.
Is this the class you're looking for? Welcome. Baby, you're a firework. Come and show them what you're worth. Make them go. Oh, oh, no, not this again. One margarita, two margarita, three margarita. Shots, 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 shots. Shot. It's always shots. Dim the lights. This is Jeremy Goldstein's Bar Mitzvah! We were all given our shot. Now it's time to give it to somebody else. Yeah, let's go discover the next American Idol. Now that's raw talent. Six days of the week, when you steal a fry from your friend, they can say, hey, I paid for those. But on Free Fries Friday, they can't. Free Fries Friday at McDonald's. Ba -da -ba -ba -ba. Yo, this is Mars Blackman, and this is my main man, Michael Jordan. And this is a pair of tights, Ed Jordan from Nike. This is something you can buy. And this is a patented, vicious, high-flying, 360 slam dunk. This is something you cannot do. Let me repeat myself. This you can buy. You cannot do this. Can, can, can. No! Cada um tem um jeito. A Visa tem um jeito de pagar para cada um. Qual é o seu? To some people, free is a four-letter word. Luckily, with Assurance Wireless, they can get data and unlimited texts and minutes, all on a smartphone. Assurance Wireless is here to help low-income households stay connected, and you could be eligible. Simply apply online at assurancewireless.com slash free. Bro. Oh. Bro, what? Oh, give me that. Give me that. Today we are going to be selling the car. I found a good deal. The guy said he's willing to buy the car for $500 as long as it runs. He said he really needed an SUV. It's not really in a good condition or anything, but he just needs a car. 500 bucks, I feel like it's a good deal. I mean, this is a pretty old car. 
Before we go to sell my car, I wanted to show you guys this really cool app that I've been using. I've been using this app to get paid extra money every month. All you need to do to start earning money is to download the free Honey Gain app with the link I have at the top of the description and leave the app running in the background. The app is going to share some of your unused internet connection with Honeygain and they're going to pay you for that. This is not a way to get rich or make a large amount of money fast, but I have been making enough money each month to pay for small things like my Spotify and Netflix subscriptions completely free with the money I got from Honeygain. Or you can just save the money for something else you'd like to buy, like that Fill the Thrill shirt or anything else you want to buy really. The app is completely safe to use as you only share your internet connection with Honeygain's network. I've personally been using it with absolutely no problems and i love this app to make some extra money the folks over at honeygain were nice enough to give five dollars for free for anyone that uses my link at the top of the description or you can use promo code phil claim your five dollars right now we're gonna head over there right now what are these guys doing bro i have to sell my car what are they doing what's going on Hey, move out of the way. Hey, bro, I gotta go somewhere. Move. Yo. What are you doing? Hey, don't hit my car like that. Yo, what are you doing in this part of the neighborhood, boy? Look, I'm just trying to sell this car. What are you guys doing? What are you doing here? You guys can't be blocking you guys can't be blocking the road like this. I'm gonna yo, leave. Yo, 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 yo. Bro, hey, you can't block the road. What are this you doing? Is road, boy. This isn't your road. What are you talking road. about? What what are you selling this car? Where are you selling it at? I'm selling it in the west side. Well, we collect the income from whenever anyone sells stuff over in this area. Well, you give us 20% of what you sell it for, boy. No, I'm no. 20%? Absolutely not. Well, then we want to buy it from you. You guys don't own my. This is my car. We want to buy it from you. Not anymore. We want to buy it, dude. Look at this. All Look, bro. Buy. Get out of my way. Get out. Don't touch my mirror. Why not? What do you. Stop. Knock it off, dude. Bro, stop. You, you're going to pay for that. Whatever well, damage I you guys are. We're buying this. No. Happy and you guys can you guys can buy it. It's five hundred dollars. If you guys want to outbid, yeah. Let me see. Is this thing worth five hundred dollars? Let me see this. Bro, what are you? Are you serious, bro? It ain't worth five hundred dollars. Whoa, that dude. Five hundred dollars to me. Guys, do not. Hey. This is our neighborhood. Guys, not. Bro, what the hell is going on? Holy. Oh, the glass. Ah, my skin. What are you guys doing? Yo, guys, knock it off. All right, all right, guys. Just stop. All right, I'll do half in your sandwich. Get out of the car. No, I'm not. I'm not getting out of the car. Get out of the dang car. I'm not getting out of the car, bro. Guys, stop. Guys. Hey, out the car. Okay, okay. Yo, I'm getting out. I'm getting out. I'm getting out. I'm. Oh, guys, 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 bro. What are you guys doing? Look. This is our neighborhood, boy. Don't hit my car. Get out of my car. Bro, get. Bro. Go. I'm calling the cops. You guys don't own the street. What are you doing? Tough guy? You guys just stole my. Look what you guys did to my car. Why are you guys stealing my car? Okay, yo. Alright, don't hit me with that. I'm getting your plate. I got your plate. I got your plate, by the way. Just letting you know. Now I have to walk home. What's going on? Yo, hop in. What's your name? My name's Johnny. 
I think I just saw that blue car. Yeah, they just stole that. That was mine. Up in. All right. Thanks, man. No problem. Thanks for the ride, dude. They just stole my car. They basically they went flying by. Some guy had a Jeep exactly like yours actually. Really? Yeah. Man, these are nice cars, I'll tell you that. Now, I was losing parts all down the road. Well, I think that's my car. Oh, that's okay. the car, that's the Jeep. You saw that, right? I see that. Yeah. Bro. Oh. <laughs> Bro, what? No, take this. Oh, give me that. Give me that. Go get that car. Stop the car! Hey, stop the car! This is my car! What do you mean? This is mine! You just stole it! Don't play dumb! You're playing dumb! You just smashed! Get that gun out of my face! You just hit my car! No, I- You're- Wait, you're- Wait, hold on. You're telling me you're not that guy that just stole it? No! That ain't me! Yeah, it is. That's you. Get out of the car. He saw- He saw you guys steal it, by the way. Yeah, get out of the car. You guys pay for all this. What's your insurance? No, we're not giving you insurance. This isn't even your car. You guys pay for all My insurance is in this car. Give me the money. Give me your money. No, no. Get up. Back off. All right. This Look is ours. Look what you did to my car just now. Huh? What'd you do, bro? Look what you did. Why'd you do that? You crashed into me. You're going to pay for this. You got to pay me. This is my car. No, get no, get in the car. I'm, I'm kidding. Get I in the car. I bought this car last Get in the car. Week. I bought this car last week. You stole it from me. Hold on. Get... Get in the car. Get in there now. You stole it from me last week. We're, we're going. We're going to the cop. We're going to the police. Hey, what are you doing? What are you doing? Get out of the car. All right. All right. Get out of the car. Why are you trying to start it? Because you're stealing my car. I saw you steal it. You're stealing my car. Oh, yeah. Well, what's the insurance? Does it have your name on it? No, it doesn't. It's my name. Well, where's the proof? It's my car. That's why. Where's the proof? I have to go sell it, so move out of my way. Yeah, thanks, man. You want to take him or no? I'm leaving here. All right. Call the cops. You're calling the cops? Call the cops on you. Okay, go ahead. Call the cops. This is my car. Later, dude. Officer, I need an officer. This guy just crashed into me and stole my car. He's stealing my car. Hey! Hey, you can't get in my car! Hey! Hey! My car is basically ruined. The guy's not going to take it for $500 anymore if I want to sell it. Hey, man, I appreciate the help. Dude, thank you so much. Is your Jeep fine? Is it broken or what? Yeah, the bumper's bent a little, but it's good. All right. You know, little wax should be mint. I really want to sell this car, but I mean, it still runs. Hopefully, he'll take it. The whole thing is messed up. There's no more lights. No one is going to want to take this. No more mirror. The whole side door is messed up. I can't sell this thing for anything. I'll get probably 50 bucks for this thing. Look at all this damage. They put dents in the hood. It's garbage. This thing's garbage now. Oh, let's hopefully he buys it. I know it's in tough condition, but maybe he'll at least take it for something. Because I don't want this thing anymore. It's just a piece of junk. Hey, man. So you still do you still want to buy it? What? like this I, dude it's a long story honestly i didn't good condition look what look listen when i left my house it did not look like this okay i gotta take this to work need a car i mean it still runs and everything this there's a glass in there it wasn't like that before i promise you i didn't mean to bring it to you like this come on dude i need to take i need a car from work I, you can still take it to work you can do 
What? I'm supposed to drive this. I mean, bro. Careful with it. It still runs. Look, I'm telling you, someone stole it. Someone stole it, and they messed it up. Yeah, stole it, my. I was trying. You know, you know that side by the west side over there. Yeah. Those they were they made a they made a roadblock, and they said no, you can't come here. This that. I knew I should have not taken that road, but it was much faster. You know, the west side is bad, man. Come on. Look, you want to take it for twenty bucks? Twenty bucks. What do you say? What the? You think you want me to take this? Dude, hey, hey, what are you doing? Dude, all right, look, I'm sorry. Dude, all right, bro, I understand you don't want it. It's fine. Dude, get out of here. Jeez. You're crazy, bro. You're crazy. I'm just going to take it to the junkyard. You must be crazy. I know. I don't even care that you did that. It's basically junk. So you're trying to sell me a junk car? Is that what you're trying to say? Well, for 20 bucks, I mean, it runs. You're wasting my time. Dude, I'm sorry. God, now I'm stuck with this car. Those guys ruined my day. I'm having a pretty bad day right now. I can't sell my car. If you guys want me to do another part on this, I might take it to the junkyard or something. I'll leave a like. If this video gets 50,000 likes, I'll probably do like a part three. If you guys don't want to miss my next video, whether I do another part or not, subscribe with the notification bell on and you guys will never miss a video. That would really make my day, man, because I'm just really upset right now. So if you guys subscribed with the notifications on and left a like, that would mean a lot because this car, this car doesn't even wor basically work anymore. about to begin the 20th year of American Idol. Y'all ready to find our next superstar? Gosh, I mean, we've discovered so many over the years. Have you ever wondered where you'd be if you were never discovered? Hmm. Hello. Is this the class you're looking for? Welcome. Baby, you're a firework. Come and show them what you're worth. Make them go. Oh, oh, no, not this again. One margarita, two margarita, three margarita. Shots, 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 shots. Shot. It's always shots. Dim the lights. This is Jeremy Goldstein's Bar Mitzvah! We were all given our shot. Now it's time to give it to somebody else. Yeah, let's go discover the next American Idol. Now that's raw talent. 
I know you're used to hearing billion dollar jackpots, but tonight is your chance at what I consider a sizable Powerball prize. There's still time to buy a ticket for $613 million jackpot. The prize has swelled uh, to this amount after more than two months without a winner. There was a single second prize winner in our area after Saturday's drawing. One person bought a $1 million ticket at Bush Hook Liquors on Lorraine Street in Brooklyn. I like how I announced that, like right now. That's me! I wish it was. We will have the next round of winning numbers for you tonight here on Channel 7 before Eyewitness News at 11. This school is full of rebels. Yo! What is your name? Matilda. Matilda Wormwood. Matilda Wormwood. Criminals like you. Need a real lesson. See if that child is still alive. At churches, we do value. That means we do mouth-watering made from scratch. We do bold flavor that never fakes. And right now, we're doing 10 pieces of crave-worthy comfort. So grab the church's 10 starting at 1099 deal. Churches, bringing that down-home flavor. Thanks for making Subway Footlongs famous. Get any piled high regular footlong for just $5. $5 footlongs. Hurry, a celebration this great won't last long. Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> okay, how about your color? Okay. That was my son, and today I'm gonna tell you a little bit about him. It might come as a surprise to a lot of you that I even have a son, because in eight years of making videos, I've never really put him on camera. I'm fairly private and protective when it comes to my family on my channel. Now you might say, hold up, you put your niece and nephews on here all the time, but in my defense, I feel like I've made it pretty clear at this point that I don't really care about them.
The reason I'm so protective of him is because he has special needs. He's on the autistic spectrum, and this is the internet. So even as I make this video, I'm incredibly terrified, but this is something that my wife and I feel really strongly about. And a lot of times when people hear he has autism, they want to know what he's really good at. Like, does he have a photographic memory, or can he do really complex math in his head? For example, if you tell my son's friend any date from any year, okay. he will tell you the day of the week it lands on. Gonna randomly generate a date. June 2nd, 2004. What day is that on? Wednesday. <laughs> it's gonna take me a second even to get there. Uh, what did I say? June 2nd, 2004. You said Wednesday. Here's June. June 2nd, 2004. <laughs> Let's do one more, okay? I'm gonna generate another random date. May 26th, 2006. Um, Friday. <laughs> and there he goes. What did I even say, May 5th? Uh, May 26th, Oh, May 26th. <laughs> Okay. His parents and teachers have no idea how he has the ability to do this, and he doesn't know how to communicate that to us either. You need some help? Okay, let's go make play out. It's actually a common misconception, but the truth is the majority of the kids on the autistic spectrum don't have remarkable abilities like this. Our son, however, does have a remarkable ability, although if you see him in public, this ability isn't immediately apparent. A lot of times when he's around lots of people or in a crowded place, he might look disengaged or it might seem like he doesn't really know what's going on. Carly Fleischman has autism and was able to explain why this is. And what you should know about Carly is that because of her erratic behavior and because she can't speak, for years people thought she was just severely autistic and had other extreme mental handicaps. Until one day when they put her in front of a computer where she could type. And then they realized there was so much more going on in her head than anyone could have imagined. I am autistic, but that is not who I am. Take time to know me before you judge me. This amazing breakthrough made it so Carly was able to explain how it feels to have autism. Our brains are wired differently. We take in many sounds and conversations at once. I take over a thousand pictures of a person's face when I look at them. That's why we have a hard time looking at people. Basically, people with autism don't have a filter in their brain like the rest of us. So if you and I were having a conversation here in this park, I can ignore everything around me and just focus on your voice. But if I had autism, I would hear the ice cream man ringing the bell behind me and the kid crying because he's not getting any ice cream and the cars going by and the plane up there as well as the train in the distance. Not to mention all of the different smells and the fact that the tag on my shirt is kind of rubbing on my back. It's sensory overload and everything comes in all at once and it's really overwhelming and makes it hard to focus. This is why headphones can be really helpful at a place like Disneyland. But at home, when he's in a familiar environment without a bunch of distractions, you start to get a glimpse of who he really is. You wouldn't know this from seeing him in public, but he loves to laugh to the point that sometimes he can't even breathe. This is us doing our nightly bedtime routine. He loves routine and repetition because it's familiar and predictable, which makes sense because his brain knows what to expect and it doesn't need to filter. And as a dad, his love of repetition is the best because my same jokes totally kill every time. Some of these I've used easily hundreds of times and I still get this response. I have a name. Oh, I'm sorry, turtle. <laughs> 
This leads to his remarkable ability I mentioned earlier, and it has to do with how he spends his free time at home by himself. When he first meets someone, he will ask important questions like what your favorite color is and if your house has stairs. Then the first chance he gets, he will make you a full page mural completely covered in about two pounds of your favorite crayon color, and he'll write you a personal letter on the back. As you can see, he takes this job pretty seriously, and so we are constantly running out of envelopes and stamps. What's so remarkable to see as his parents is how happy people become when they get one of his letters. And the letters themselves certainly aren't any literary masterpiece, but people know they mean something special coming from him. Most kids are 12 years old, they get home from school and they're on their phones or they're thinking about themselves and how to look cool. But his biggest thrill is interacting with others. His superpower is making other people happy. He also makes people better. Birthday parties are a really big deal for him, even if it's not his. And everyone is always compassionate and patient with him, so he can make sure things happen just right. Having a child with special needs can be challenging at times, and certainly some cases out there are much harder than others. But his mom has always done a great job of finding and focusing on the best parts about our son, and then making sure other people can see and celebrate those parts as well. Regardless of your religious or political beliefs, or your favorite sports team, or any other way we like to divide ourselves into tribes, I think we can all agree that a successful life is one where you leave the world better than you found it. Sort of a net positive effect due to your influence. There's a lot of normal functioning people who are critical and seek to tear others down or who have made a ton of money but are just terrible people. And by my definition, they're not successful. People with special needs might not fit the traditional criteria of success by benefiting GDP or getting a PhD to cure a disease, but they have such a net positive effect on the people that get to interact with them. They personify traits like perseverance, such as with Jason here, who has autism and was the dutiful sports equipment manager for four years, so the coach put him in for the last four minutes of the game his senior year. He sank not one, not two, but six three-pointers, including one right at the final buzzer for a performance his supportive classmates will remember for the rest of their lives. People with special needs ground the rest of us and demonstrate the simple joys life can offer. With our hectic schedules and task lists, they remind us that things don't have to be that complicated. I love you, kiddo. I love you too. Or in the case of Carly, that our initial critical snap judgments of each other might be totally wrong. My son will never be the star of his little league team. He won't be the first person to step foot on Mars, nor will he invent the cure to cancer. But by the best definition of success I can think of, him and his special needs buddies and everyone else out there like them are giants living amongst us mere mortals. They make the world a better place and we're lucky to have them. Thank you for watching the video. If it resonated with you in some way, please share it with someone in your life who you know might benefit from hearing the message. I also have a very exciting announcement. It's super distracting if you're mouthing all my lines. I was doing that? Yeah, just hold oh. the cards. Or I could sit. You don't mind, right? <laughs> I mean, do I have a choice? This is your house. Oh yeah, that is my house. <laughs> All right. Mark and I will be co-hosting three-hour live stream for charity on Mark's YouTube channel on April 30th, Friday, 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern. You can figure out all the other times. We'll be doing this together. It's called Color the Spectrum because, you know, my son likes to color. And we'll also be joined by some folks you might have heard of, such as Mr. Beast, the D'Amelio sisters, Jack Septon, 
the guy. I have a friend named Jack that will be joining us too. Jack Black, Conan O'Brien, Stephen Colbert, Adam Sandler, Chris Rock. Heard of them. Not to mention John Stewart, John Oliver, Miranda Singh, Sarah Silverman, Mark Hamill, Andy Samberg, I Justine, Maya Rudolph, Terry Crews, Paul Rudd, and Zach freaking Galifianakis. <laughs> We'll also be joined by these folks as well. I'll be there. I'll be there. I'll be there. We'll, we'll be, be there. there. I'll be there. Well, I'll be there too. I'll be there. Hey, Vsauce, I'll be there. I'll be there. I know you already said my name, but I'll be there. All of the proceeds are going to a really great, a well-respected charity called Next for Autism, who specialize in supporting folks on the autism spectrum as they transition into becoming adults. There are resources for kids and teens affected by autism, but there isn't much for adults. Yeah. It kind of drops off. So selfishly, my son is coming up on that milestone. So if you've ever wanted to support my channel financially, I don't have a Patreon. So this is the most meaningful way you can do it. So click the blue donate button over there or down there, and we can start raising funds now, even before the big live stream. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're bringing the biggest stars of social media and old people media together for uh, a great night, great prizes, and most importantly, we're going to raise an actual ton of money to help some special people who could use it. So follow the link in the video description for more information. Get pumped, go donate, and we'll see you there. I'm already pumped. As am I.
Pizza Maker, Peyton Manning in Joe Montana, Playmakers. Hey, Pop, I got a question. Yeah. Doesn't it seem like yeah. Joe only shows up during the playoffs when we do a buy one, get one free deal? You think he just wants that free pizza? Hello? Huh? No. This is the free one, right? Get a large one-topping pizza free when you purchase a large pizza. Order now at PapaJohns.gov. Better ingredients, better pizza, better football. Papa John's. I just want to tell you something. What do you want to tell me? You are my girl. I love you, Jimmy. What is that? It's okay, there's nothing here. I haven't heard a dog bark or a car pass. Nothing. I can't believe we're about to begin the 20th year of American Idol. Y'all ready to find our next superstar? Gosh, I mean, we've discovered so many over the years. Have you ever wondered where you'd be if you were never discovered? Hmm. Hello? Is this the class you're looking for? Welcome 
given our shot now it's time to give it to somebody else yeah let's go discover the next american idol now that's raw talent for mom for cousin fred for me yes yes big yes the starting jackpot for Powerball from the Nebraska Lottery is $40 million. That's a lot of money. I'll take it. How much I got left? Oh, $38,115,000. Probably more money than you'll ever need. Oh, by the way, put yourself down for one of these. <laughs> so why wait to win? Play today. To the shoe store! We know how you feel about your car. So when coverage really counts, count on Nationwide Insurance. Because what's precious to you is precious to us. Just another way we put members first. Because we don't have shareholders. Join the nation. Nationwide is on your side. Let's pretend you get on a bus and it's super crowded. The only spot that's open is between two strangers. So you sit down between two people you never met and everyone is fine. Everyone's keeping to themselves, no one's making eye contact, it's perfect. Sure, your shoulders are touching, but that's just what happens. That's part of the bus-going experience, you poor person. But then, at the very next stop, aisle seat guy gets off. So now you and window seat guy are sitting right next to each other. But since you're in the middle, you have to be the one to decide... Do you move or not? I honestly don't know what the right thing to do in that situation is. I'm conflicted. Because if you move, it would be silently telling the other person, Hey, you're disgusting. I can't stand having our shoulders touch any longer, and I'm glad to finally get away from you. Ugh. But on the other hand, if I was the window seat guy, I would want the middle seat guy to become the new aisle seat guy. I wouldn't see moving as rude. I would just want his gross, disgusting body as far away from me as possible. That's not rude. But on the other, other hand, maybe I'm overthinking everything and most people don't even mind being this close to another human and they aren't struggling socially, I don't know. Now imagine that same situation, but with urinals. If you're in the middle urinal, do you move halfway through to the other urinal? Because I would. Are you supposed to talk to people when you're sitting two inches away from them? I always felt like I should say something, like, hey, did you see the game last night? I didn't, I was too busy drawing cartoons. But I realized that this is a two-way street. I'm worried about not talking to someone, but they're not talking to me either. We both agreed that there's this unwritten contract between us that we're not even going to look at each other. It got me thinking about strangers and specifically how I treat them. 
and how I could make money off of them. Hey, oh, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. That was a joke. For most of my life, I would go out of my way to avoid talking to people. I would stay in my lane, mind my own business, no eye contact. If everyone's using a urinal, I'd have to pee tomorrow. Yes, I'm lonely. But now that YouTube's the thing, I'm interacting with strangers more often than I've had to in my entire life. So I've been thinking a lot about strangers. And first of all, I think the word stranger is already an insulting label for someone just because you don't know their name. Oh, I don't know this person? They're a stranger. They're strange. I'm the normal one. They're the freaks. They probably murder people with an axe. It's always the go-to profession of a stranger, an axe murderer. But the people you see throughout your day are all humans with their own hopes and dreams, and some of them may hope to kill you, but you'll never know because you didn't ever take the time to get to know them. So I think that the people you see throughout your daily life aren't strangers. They're potential friends. Except for the weird ones, obviously. Stay away from them. And yes, I'm telling you to judge people based on their appearance. They're the ones that chose to wear anime shirts in public, okay? So back to the bus scenario. I'm sitting right next to this fellow human being. So far, there's not a single reason why I should dislike this person. But I don't know why, if you put him and me on a bus next to each other, I want him as far away from me as possible. Just stop touching my shoulder! So that was the last time I took the bus. Unfortunately, that's not the only place you meet strangers. One time I was at Home Depot and I was looking for jumper cables and I couldn't find them anywhere. And I don't know if I'm the only human that's like this, but I will try everything in my power to not talk to a sales associate. I guess it's because I know they get paid minimum wage and their life sucks and I just want to leave them alone and not make their job any harder than it has to be. But asking employees for help isn't even bothering them that much. In fact, I think it's part of their job? Like, what's the worst thing they're gonna say? Ugh. You don't know where one specific item is? Everyone else knows. Did you even look? They're in the jumper cable aisle, idiot. No one's gonna think that. So feeling desperate, I mustered up what little courage I had and swaggered up to someone wearing an orange vest and said, uh, excuse me, do you know where the jumper cables are? I don't work here. Oh, you don't work here? And then he walked away. And then he waddled away, waddle waddle. And then the very next day, bum bum bum. So I think the logical thing to do in that situation would have been to find someone who does work there. But I left the store because I didn't want to run into that same guy again. But I also bought a hammer because I didn't want people to think that I stole something. So... Oh yeah. And by the way, if you wear an orange vest to Home Depot, just expect people to ask you for help. Same goes for people who wear red shirts at Target. You'd think I'd learn from my mistakes, but no, I have a bunch more examples. When my book came out, my publisher said that it was going to be carried at Barnes & Noble, and I thought that was super duper cool and wanted to see my book in the wild. Not to buy or anything, just to have a look at. So I took my friend Adam from Something Else YT, and we went to the local Barnes & Noble and started our search. We looked in the humor section, didn't find it. Then we checked the new release section, it wasn't there either. Then we looked at the best-selling section, then the religious section, but we couldn't find the book anywhere. So either the publisher lied, or they had already sold out. But just to be sure, I asked one of the workers, Hey, do you guys have a book by... The Odd Ones Out? He kind of looks like this. And the worker typed something out on his computer and said, Oh yeah, we got those in the back, we just haven't put them out yet. So then he went to the back room, brought out a copy and handed it to me saying, Here you go, kid. And I thought, well, frick. I can't just hand it back to the guy and say, Oh no, that's okay. I didn't want to buy it. I just wanted to have a look at it. Do you know how inconvenient that would be? So the only less awkward option I could think of was to buy my own book. 
And you know what? I'd get a couple cents back from this purchase, so it wouldn't have been a total loss. But Adam, being the more sensible one, said, Dude, this is ridiculous. You, you have to come clean. So then he went to the worker and said, So he actually uh, wrote this book. He just wanted to get a look at it, like, in the wild. And the worker said, Oh, that's so cool. Do you want to sign our copies? And then I thought, Well, hold on. You're not even going to ask me for my ID? How do you know I actually wrote this book and I'm not some guy trying to deface someone else's? And then the guy gave me a whole stack of my books and I signed them all. Last story before I go. I was in the hallway of a building and me and this potential friend crossed paths. He said, hello, and I was going to respond with, hello, and how's it going? But I combined the two and ended up saying, how? And then I jumped out a window and fell to my death. I can't rationalize that behavior. Maybe I spend too much time on the computer and I'm not used to looking at real people's faces, but I'm trying to change. Don't get me wrong, going to conventions and meeting fans has helped me a lot with talking to people. Granted, those conversations are usually one-sided and a real stranger won't already know who I am, but they've still helped me. Now, you might be expecting me to give you advice on overcoming social anxiety, but if you watch this video, you know I'm not the most qualified to give that advice, but I'll try my best. I know it's hard to feel confident and I'm still working on it, but you have to understand that we're all people and we all have things that we're struggling with. And in reality, we're not all watching or caring about every little thing that other people do. We're all too busy worrying about what other people think of us. So with enough practice and believing in yourself, you can show the world your true colors and I think you'll find that people are a lot nicer than you think. So if you're the middle seat guy on the bus and you have to decide whether or not to move, do whatever you want, no one cares. Just stop touching my shoulders! Hey everyone, I know it's been a while. Thank you for being patient with this video. May has been a really busy month because some of you might know that May is my birthday month and I don't work on my birthday month, so... If there's a lesson you should take away from this video is don't worry about being awkward because everyone is weird. And if anyone makes you feel bad for being awkward, then not only is that person more weird than you, but they're also an a-hole. I have some events coming up very soon. I have VidCon and chess boxing, and then I'm also going on tour with a bunch of people that you might recognize, like Jaden and Ross and Domix and Ego Raptor, just uh, to name drop a couple people. So if any of these events look interesting, you can buy some tickets in the description or through the event tab on my website. And if you're yearning for more Odd Ones Out content, I just wanted to remind you all that I have a second channel, and either today or tomorrow, I'm gonna to be uploading a video where I answer some math questions with my friends friend Pat, please watch it. As always, thanks to everyone who worked on this video and a big, big thanks to you, dear viewer, for wearing your seatbelt. Here is CVS Health. Here, our needs are taken seriously. Here, we'll never be told our concerns are all in our head. Here, we don't think we should pay more than men for the same thing or pay taxes for period products. Here, we can ask tough questions, day or night. Here, our health matters. That includes our physical health and our mental health and sexual health too. Here, we can have a healthy relationship with beauty. Here, we're actually heard. Really heard. And because of that, we can focus on getting healthier together. 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 Here, healthier happens together. CVS Health.
At Benny's, we have everything you need to maintain your car, truck, or SUV. Benny's has nine car washes with unbeatable, unlimited membership pricing. Six express oil changes, offering full lube checks and free top-offs while you relax in your vehicle. And three B-Quicks, serving fresh food, hot coffee, and the supplies you need for your everyday adventures. Plus, receive fuel discounts on every gallon with each Benny's Unlimited Wash membership. Find us online at Benny'sCarWash.com or download the Benny's Car Wash app to find a location near you. If you've been injured but don't think you can afford a lawyer, there's something you should know. At Dudley DeBosier, it's our job to get you money, not the other way around. We understand what you need and we work to get it for you. And with our no-fee guarantee, you don't pay us anything unless we get money for you. The question isn't, can you afford to get Dudley DeBosier? The question is, how can you afford not to? Car wreck, demand Dudley DeBosier. 444-4444. Want to see something really beautiful? Then take a closer look at the all-new Buicks at Brian Harris Autoplex in Slidell. Regal, comparable to European sports sedans, says Road and Track. LaCrosse, a Consumer's Digest Best Buy and the new class of World Class. Enclave, another Best Buy from Consumer's Digest and just one more reason, Motor Trend says, Buick is back. So come get the red carpet treatment you deserve at Brian Harris Autoplex in Slidell. This is Wang. This is Wang. Mrs. Wang, are you with us? I am paying attention. Now you may only see a pile of receipts, but I see a story. I can see where this story is going. It does not look good. If I'm from another universe, I'm here because we need your help. Very busy today. Uh, no time to help you. Across the multiverse, I've seen thousands of Evelyns. You can access all their memories, their emotions, even their skills. There's a great evil spreading throughout the many verses. And you. Be your only chance of stopping it. Don't make me fight you. I am really good. I don't believe you. Wow, I'm really good. Time is waiting in the wings. The universe he speaks of senseless things is so much bigger you than you realize. Of all the places I could be, I just want to be here with you. Remember our mission concerning the fate of every single world of our infinite multiverse. There's no way I am the Evelyn you are looking for. Every rejection, every disappointment has led you here to this moment. Don't let anything distract you from it.
It has been a devastating week of gun violence across the country. Seven men and a 12-year-old girl uh, were injured last night at two scenes following drive-by shootings here in Washington, D.C., and at least six other Americans shot this week uh, for being just in the wrong place at the wrong time. 20-year-old Kaylin Gillis died when the car she was riding in turned into the wrong driveway in upstate New York, and the homeowners started shooting. So far this year, there have been more than 160 mass shootings across this country. And joining us now with more on this, Ryan Bussey. He's a gun industry executive for 25 years, but in 2020, he quit that career. And now he's talking about this issue uh, in pretty stark terms. In 2021, he published Gunfight, My Battle Against the Industry That Radicalized America. Welcome, Ryan. We appreciate it. Um, and I want to start with a tweet that you sent out this week. Uh, it says this, GOP vision for America, be afraid of 16-year-old honor students in uh, Kansas City's 20-year-old uh, women in New York, always be prepared to shoot all-star cheerleaders in Texas. What, what did you mean by all that? Well... My story, Jim, and, and uh, thanks for having me on. I um, I lived within the machine that that built this hate and conspiracy we now live with in far too much of our country. Um, I saw with my own eyes how the NRA radicalized this whole debate. It radicalized the issue. It handed it off to the right side of our political aisle. Eventually, Donald Trump put that whole thing on steroids. And let's face it, um, fear and conspiracy were very effective political tools for the right side of the aisle, certainly for the last five or six years. Sadly, they're exactly the same things that drive gun sales. And while the vast majority of people in this country, the vast majority of gun owners are responsible gun owners, I, I count myself among those, it only takes a small percentage of people who are really affected by the sort of fear and conspiracy um, that the NRA perfected. And when they're gun owners, bad things can happen uh, incredibly quickly, like we saw in Kansas City and Albany and with the Texas cheerleaders, it's just horrific. And we've had about as many mass shootings as days this year, and we could be on a record pace as a nation for the number of mass shootings. Uh, you were raised with guns. Uh, you're an avid outdoorsman and hunter. You were just talking about that. You support the Second Amendment. Uh, but you say the issue of gun rights has eclipsed the issue of gun responsibility in this country. What do you mean by that? Yeah. Yeah. Well, the, again, um, you can't have 415 million guns Many, maybe as many as 25 or 30 million assault weapons now, and pump hatred and conspiracy through certainly the right side of our media now. Um, you can't have a political system that profits and propagates irrational fear and hatred, have all these guns, and then roll back restrictions like we have in 26 states. Uh, Florida just did it. Um, so there's now permitless carry in 26 states. You can't do all that and think you're not going to have these issues. So my point here is we can have freedoms, we can be gun owners, but we can't do it without reasonable, responsible norms and regulations. It's just that it's just, again, not a perfect analogy, but you can't drive through town or through a city without speed limits and stop lines and licensing and liability insurance for your cars. It, it's going to break down if you do that. And, and guns although protected by the Second Amendment, is a much more tenuous situation because of the horrific outcomes that can come when just a small percentage of people misuse them. Well, let me ask you about that. I mean, polls show Americans by a pretty wide margin support tighter restrictions on firearms in this country. I mean, I mean there are lots of different ideas for that and uh, how those new restrictions could take place. But why do you suppose um, we're not seeing the country move in that direction? And what do you think it will take to get there? 
Well, I think it's really simple why we're not moving in that direction. And you're right. I mean, let's take universal background checks. That polls it um, somewhere in the neighborhood of 81 to 83 percent. Jim, ice cream does not poll at 83 percent, okay? Not even all flavors of ice cream poll at 83 percent. Why doesn't that get passed? I can tell you why it doesn't get passed, because guns and gun radicalization and the intimidation that they provide are now the central totem for the right side of our political aisle. And the right side, the far right of our political aisle rules the whole Republican Party now. I mean, Marjorie Taylor Greene's Christmas card, go look at it. Massey's Christmas card, go look at it. Lauren Boba's Christmas card, go look at it. Like, there's a reason why, why guns are so central. And Republicans won't touch this because it is their central totem, right? Who cares about policy? It's not about policy to them. It's about a culture war to them. And without guns in the middle of it, their culture war falls apart. That's why these things don't pass. And just recently, we saw that a number of announced and potential Republican presidential candidates appeared at the NRA convention in Indianapolis. And this is despite the fact that we've seen a lot of stories out there saying that the NRA was this weakened uh, gun lobby in this country. Uh, what did you make of that? Because I know you have a, a long history in this industry, and I, I'm sure you've seen the ups and downs of the NRA, but it doesn't seem like it's all that weakened these days if they have all of these presidential candidates going and, and appearing before their members. You're exactly right. We can talk about some of the, you know, technical weakenings of the NRA. Maybe membership's down. Maybe fundraising's down. Maybe LaPierre's not getting $3,000 suits anymore. But I can tell you, NRA-ism is not weakened at all. If, if it was weakened, why would every single GOP presidential hopeful come in on bended knee to the Indianapolis convention last week, where really Donald Trump was the only one that was raised up in the way that, that he wanted to be? So they've already, they've already picked their horse, right? But my point here is, is that even if the NRA is weakened itself, NRAism certainly is not weakened. We are living with the repercussions of it. We're living with it in Kansas City. We're living with it every day. We, you started off the segment with seven or 14, 11 people being shot, um, seven and four, I think. I mean, this is just, we just pass it off. And I mean, a, a kid, a kid and, and her dad get shot because a basketball rolls into a yard. A 16-year-old honor student is shot because he rings the wrong doorbell. Like, this is what is going to happen if we don't balance freedom with responsibility. And right now, our balance is way off. I feel really good because even if, even if, God forbid, even if we don't have anything to officially leave for them, what we've taught them is so much more powerful and so much more valuable than any amount of money that we could leave for them. Yeah, they are, they are literally in the business. I mean, you're talking about you got a business call to take. You don't tell your kids to leave the room. You stay right there in that room and take that business call with them. Mm. Um, when stuff goes wrong and your accountant is calling you, you stay right there and your kid will see right there, hey, this is what's going on. When a shipment goes wrong for, for a product that got to come to us, your kid is right there. I, I mean, for the longest, my son will ride with me in the back of the car to go to, to UPS, go to the post office and see the I whole process. Yeah. yeah. So he's seen, like, literally they're seeing the whole process. Um, our, our daughters are literally seeing the whole process. Our, our son is seeing the whole process. And that's how you really build generational wealth is by showing them the process. All of the wins, all of the losses. Like, you're not getting shielded from anything. You're mm -hmm. going to see this loss, and then we're going to be like, but there's a lesson here. Yeah. You know, and you do that with everything that you're doing. Hey, what you reading this week, Dad? This is what I'm reading this week. And this is what it's about. Mm -hmm. Okay, what's the stock market? This is the stock market. This is crypto. I, 
son is almost 10 years old and he's like, he's like, he's heavy into crypto, heavy into the stock wow. market. Just because he's listening, he listened to your podcast. He knows you. Mm-hmm. He does. He's like, yeah, yeah. you gonna go talk he's to nine. that dude, David? Wow. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah. Mm-hmm. He's like, David never sleeps. I'm like, yeah, David never <laughs> sleeps. Audio books, all of that stuff. Um, I, I tell the story that was crazy to me. I didn't even notice. I'm driving him to school in the morning and listening to Bloomberg and they're like, man, stocks are down, stocks are down. And he said, man, seemed like stocks have been down for a few days. He said, it sounds like a, bar, a bear market is coming. What? 10 years old? Nine. He's nine. He's about yeah, to be 10. Me. Like, we've exactly. never explained to him what a bear market is. I mean, I didn't even know what a bear market was. I'm like, you know, there. yeah. He's, he's literally he's soaking it up. He's just soaking it up, literally. When, when your kid comes to you and says, hey, if I buy enough shares of Sony, mm-hmm. can I own a company? Mm-hmm. Because I got a PlayStation. Wow. I said, yeah, but you're going to have to get a lot of shares. He said, okay, well, how many shares they got? 50 years ago, we built a coffee company that's about more than just coffee. And along the way, we learned that a cup can be way more than just a cup. They welcome you into our world. Where all are welcome. you don't see who make sure we all get to enjoy coffee for decades to come and as you enjoy your coffee with us we can make positive changes together so a cup really can be more than just a cup Where do you go when you drop into Pluto TV? To a place far, far away from other TV. Where the TV flows like it's free. Because it is. And oh, you're going to love it. Hundreds of channels for zeros of dollars. Drop in, it's free. Pluto TV. I love it. What are the odds of our existence? The odds of a cosmic explosion into life forming into evolution. The odds of your parents even meeting on the same rainy Tuesday, your dad had a hankering for waffles. And your mom dumped her high school sweetheart and best sales rep in the tri-state area, Chad Van Camperdink. I love you. And odds of that leading to the night of the 89 divisional playoffs. And after that, the odds of you being you is one in 250 million. So what is life? The chance. And every moment in it, a bet. Like betting on hearing your alarm. Betting on the shower temperature. Betting if the milk is still milk. Betting on whether empty really means empty. Betting on those generic discount snacks. Betting on not double-bagging your groceries. Betting on your friend's game day punctuality. And still betting on those generic discount snacks. Betting on that new gourmet pizza place. Betting on the reliability of your cable provider. Betting on your electrical engineering abilities. And betting on the weather. Yes, every moment in life is a bet. 
But when it comes to the NFL, bet on America's number one sportsbook, FanDuel, and make every moment more. Commercial break! People always ask me, how do you look so horrible? Is it natural? Well, here's my secret. Creme de With active ingredients including fridge mold and ham sweat, its pimple-inducing formula is guaranteed to keep your skin oily and rank. Creme de For him and for to intelligent life.
Probably more money than you'll ever need. Oh, by the way, put yourself down for one of these. <gasps> so why wait to win? Play today. To the shoe store. Oh, there you are. Did you know that Coffee Mate is triple churned and two times richer than milk for one perfect cup of coffee? Mmm, Coffee Mate truly is man's best friend. <laughs> I didn't mean like you. Coffee Mate. Coffee's perfect mate.
my thing too Just to be a like you, just to be a like you Just to be a fight you Just the way I do it, just the way I come to Just the way I come to It's the right time of you Right time of you This is the same thing I knew It's the same thing I knew It's the same thing blue Never ain't no real apps Ain't no real apps That these niggas wanna call Talking bull crap Talking bull crap This is what they fucking hear This is what they fucking hear This is like you drinking beer you will never get the whole thing, you will never get it, you will never get it, baby, you will never fucking get it, you will never get the whole thing, you will never get it, you will never fucking get it, you will never fucking get it, I don't give a fuck if a nigga stay with it, if a nigga stay with it, if a nigga gon' get it, if a nigga get it, then you know I'm out with it, then you know I'm out with it, then you know I'm gon' get it, mama told me keep, keep, keep life with it, keep life with it.
Pick up you 
everyday I love to 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 everyday I
get him from a chair. Play Call of Duty Black Ops on Xbox 360. Well, hello, Winn-Dixie. You can feel the savings, but shot. Buy one, get one. That means one is free. Check orange pineapple, check. Check all the flavors. Deal of the week. Deal of my life. Guys, you have got to try this apple pie. It's award-winning. Iceberg lettuce. Buy one, get one. Mm. Win, win. It's a win-win. Hey, we saved the same exact amount of money. And you have over a thousand rewards points. Now that's a win-win. We're win twins, twins for the win. Are you guys twins? Identical. Oh. Boom. Win Dixie. It's, it's a win-win. At churches, we do value. That means we do mouth-watering made from scratch. We do bold flavor that never fakes. And right now, we're doing 10 pieces of crave-worthy comfort. So grab the church's 10 starting at 10.99 deal. Churches, bringing that down-home flavor. I just want you to know that I look up to you for who you are and where you've been with Wayne, and that's how I know of you. And uh, I have much respect and much love for you. You guys, um, um, I'm 33 and I'm pretty much on another kind of level today. This is the local show. This is, this is New York's own local show. This is the local rap and you got local rap, hip hop, with your local artists, your city, hip hop artists, and here, a city hip hop artist, a local artist, sent a demo and heard one of his demos. Got a mitt under the seat, nigga keep it for the key. 
off standing on the beach Got a mint under the seat Got a mint under the seat Nigga keep it for the key Look off standing on the beach Got a mint under the seat Flip mode coming out Y'all know we coming hard Coming hard with them bars With them bars from the track Tracking on the meal Tracking on the teal Tracking on the real Tracking for my deal I done came up Can't quit Came up Really slick Came up With my bitch
Murder crazy too, nigga. You better know one thing. I'm ready to shoot, nigga. I'm about that murder crazy too, nigga. You better know one thing. I'm ready to shoot, nigga. I'm about that murder crazy too, nigga. You better know one thing. I'm ready to shoot, nigga. I'm about that murder crazy too, nigga. You better know one thing. I'm ready to bust a nigga brain, nigga. Any nigga dog, it don't matter, nigga. We can get it, nigga. We can hustle. We can handle with the tool. We can do it with the tool. I'm about that murder crazy cute, nigga. You better know one thing, I'm ready to shoot, nigga. I'm about that murder crazy cute, nigga. You better know one thing, I'm ready to shoot, nigga. About that murder crazy cute nigga You better know one thing I'm ready to shoot nigga About that murder crazy cute nigga You better know one thing In the maze nigga getting paid Worry about my paycheck Every day I gotta have that Gotta have me Money is my life About that murder crazy cute nigga, you better know one thing, I'm ready to shoot nigga. About that murder crazy cute nigga, you better know one thing, I'm ready to shoot nigga. About that murder crazy cute nigga, you better know one thing, I'm ready to shoot nigga. About that murder crazy cute nigga, you better know one thing. Boy, cute nigga, y'all already know what this is, nigga. Uh, y'all already know, nigga. What? What's up?
cada um tem um jeito. A Visa tem um jeito de pagar para cada um. Qual é o seu? It's me again. Listen to this. Medicare Part C plans with extra benefits like getting money added back to your Social Security check every month may now be available to you in your zip code. Make sure you're not missing out. It's simple. One, call the number on your screen. Two, they'll look up your zip code and see if you're eligible. Three, they'll check for plans with extra benefits like prescriptions, dental coverage, and the benefit that adds money back to your Social Security check every single month. Call now. I call to get everything I deserve. I call to check my zip code for a plan with the benefit that adds money back to my Social Security check. I called to check my zip code. Check your zip code. It could be dynamite. Call now. Imagina un mundo de Oreo con sorpresas y deliciosas fresas. Imagina. Todo este sabor para ti Imagina Un mundo de Oreo Todo brilla Como la vainilla Imagina Todo este sabor para ti Imagina Un mundo de Oreo Fascinante Como el chocolate Imagina todo este sabor para ti Imagina Un mundo de Oreo con galletas Flotando crema Imagina Todo este sabor para ti What's up, y'all? It's your girl, Roxy, holding it down. And it's your boy, Terrence J. And Aniston is here. The BET 106 Apart Weekend Countdown Show. We're going to count down the hottest 20 songs in the country. Plus, we've got some special surprises for you. The BET 106 Apart Weekend Countdown. Stay tuned. Tune in every week. It all goes down right here on WHOG. Hip Hop 1120. Aniston's number one station for hip hop and R&B. Sundays at 2.30. Aniston's new number one station for hip hop and R&B. I don't be the logic, I don't be the logic, I don't be the logic 
Since moving to the San Francisco Bay Area, I have been exploring the hot pot scene and I realized something. The hot pots in San Francisco are just amazing. So much so that when it came time to do a hot pot video, I couldn't just choose one place. So then I thought, oh well, let's just do it on all of them. And to make it interesting, we're gonna have a little comparison. That's why for this video, I did my research and picked out four of the most popular all-you-can-eat hot pot restaurants in San Francisco. And I'm gonna go eat at all of them this week and take you with me. Now, I'm choosing all-you-can-eat places because I generally feel that's where you can get the most value for your money. Because typically when you go to a la carte hot pot restaurants, a plate of beef or a plate of lamb will run you about 10, 11, 12 dollars. And for me, I'll go through three plates of lamb before even sitting down. I feel the same way about Korean barbecues, by the way. And I'll Although I really don't like to give out points or rate on a numerical scale how good a restaurant is, but this time we're gonna try that. So the four restaurants I will be visiting in this video are Boiling Hot Pot, Fiery Hot Pot, The Pot, and iPot. I will be rating them on five different things. The sauce bar, the soup base, variety, meat quality, 
and service. Typically, I don't really care about service at a Chinese restaurant, but this is a hot pot buffet. That means your waiter or waitress is your direct link to all you can eat meats. And there's nothing worse than sitting around a hot pot with all your friends and all you have left is a broth. So yeah, service is really important at these places. I'm gonna rank each of these items out of five just so we can kind of compare all these restaurants. Also keep in mind, this is just my opinion and you may completely disagree with me, which is 100% okay because we all have different tastes. I might be going on a day where the service is completely horrible and you might have went when it rocked the house. So it's all subjective. But my main purpose for this video is to show you guys all the awesome, all you can eat hot pot spots in San Francisco. And I do believe that these are all quality places. All right. Let's go hot potting. The first place we're gonna try is Fiery Hot Pot. And I'm loving that name because all hot pot should be fiery. And for this meal, I got Jasmina and Jennifer joining me because you can't eat hot pot alone. You gotta eat with friends. Let's take a look at the menu. And the meat selection is kind of limited. You got a supreme beef, you got a ribeye, you got a lamb, pork belly, chicken, who needs that, and fish. Also in the middle, there's some dumplings and blood cake. There's six different soup bases to choose from. I, of course, got the fiery spicy beef and they recommend the rich pork for something that's not as spicy. And when they asked me how spicy I want the fiery spicy beef to be, I of course said the spiciest it can be. So here it is, the spicy beef and the rich pork. I'm just gonna take a little bit and try this out here. It is really spicy and peppery. Um, I don't know how flavorful it is, I really taste the spice and peppercorn. I'm gonna have to reserve judgment until I actually dip something in there. Now the reason the menu was sort of limited is because of this. Check this out. I've never seen this at an all you can eat hot pot before. This is a buffet bar and this is all included in the buffet. So what I see is a lot of veggie options here. Let's skip the broccoli, never touch that. Beautifully arranged greens and this aisle I really like. Got some tripe, love that. Little clams, mussels, shrimps, spam. And this is really cool. They got ramen sitting up here. I've got to say, all this is, is pretty awesome. We definitely got a lot of stuff on the first round. I mean, basically everything in that bar and every single meat item except for the chicken because come on, that's, that's a waste of stomach space. This is the ribeye. This is definitely the best meat they have in the house here and see how good it is. Drop it in the fiery broth really quick. Don't let it cook for too long. First bite of a hot pot is always the most exciting. Mm. This meat is sliced really, really thin. And look at the marbling on this. I feel like the meat's quality, obviously I just came back from Kobe and I had some Kobe beef. So my beef scale is all sorts of messed up. But for all you can eat hot pot buffet, this meat is not bad. I think the key is it's sliced paper thin. So it breaks apart in your mouth really well as long as you don't overcook it. But I do have to say, I was right about the soup base. Um, besides being really peppery and really spicy, it doesn't have a lot of flavor. Some hot pot places, you dip the ingredients into the broth, you take it out, it's good to go to eat. But here, you gotta use your sauce. For mine, I typically use a mixture of sha cha, garlic, peanut or sesame sauce, chili oil, soy sauce, and whatever little greens I can find. Let's try the supreme beef. I noticed right away that the supreme beef is really, really lean, so I'm kind of afraid it's gonna be a little tough. Mm. It is really, really lean. If you overcook this even a little bit, Thing's gonna turn into rubber. Luckily, they had this. I didn't see this up at the buffet. You gotta ask for sesame oil, and of course, every sauce needs sesame oil. So, so much better with the sauce. This is something you don't see a lot at all. You can eat hot pots. Beef tendon. Let's dump this in. The beef tendon is the winner. It's a little crunchy, a little gelatinous. Mm. 
Look how thinly this fish is sliced though. I don't usually like fish in my hot pot, but because it looks so pretty, I'm gonna have some. Mm. Actually, the fish is quite good here. So this is the house spicy sauce. Yeah. Spicy sauce. Really spicy, huh? Very spicy. Oh, let's do it. Never spicy enough. Let's try out the secret house special spicy sauce. Honestly, you can't really tell the difference. The meal is over and I feel like I like this place. I don't love it, but it has certain really strong points. For example, service at this place is impeccable. It's, this is by far the best service I've ever had at an all-you-can-eat hot pot buffet. Usually at these places, I, I feel like I'm begging them for food. Can I please have some more lamb? Can I please have some more beef? And then you just cross your fingers and hope they actually bring it to you. But this place, the server came by really often asking if they could get you anything else and they actually bring it to you. So service, I give them a five. You know what, can, can I add an extra point, like an extra credit for them? Because their service is it's that good. So give them six points for the service. I feel the overall general variety of the ingredients is it's a bit lacking though. A couple things I really liked that wasn't present was uh, potato. Um, they didn't really have the fuzu or tofu skin. And although it's not required, it's really nice when all you can eat hot pot places give you little side dishes to eat, but they didn't really have that here. So in terms of variety, I would give them a 3.5. Moving on to sauce bar. All the main ingredients was there. They had the sha cha, sesame sauce, but a couple things I feel like uh, were missing. One is a chive sauce that's actually a very traditional sauce used for hot pot. Also the hot chili oil really wasn't your typical hot chili oil and overall it just wasn't really that spicy so for sauce bar I give it a four next up the quality of meat the meat is sliced in which is really important to me in hot pot it was nicely marbled so overall the meat was pretty tender it wasn't blow me away good but it's okay so I give the meat quality 3.5 Eight. And finally, let's talk about the weakest point of this place, the broth. The spicy broth was, like I said, just spicy and peppery and not much else. The pork, rich pork broth wasn't all that rich and uh, the flavor, again, was kind of lacking. So without the sauce as a compliment, you couldn't just dip the ingredients in and eat it like that. It just wasn't flavorful enough. So for broth, I would have to give this place a two. And that gives us a total of 19.3 points divided by five, averaging 3.86. No, I did not just do all that in my head. I actually stopped filming and he took a calculator because I'm Asian but I'm not that Asian. Hot pot number two. Boiling hot pot. Boiling hot pot has two locations, one in San Francisco and one in Fremont. I wanted to go to the San Francisco location, but it was just way too far. It's too much traffic today, so I'm at the Fremont location. I just took a look at the sauce bar and it looks phenomenal. They have three to four different types of hot oil, which is speaking directly to my heart. And they give you fried salted peanuts, which is awesome. Now, when it comes to the pot itself, this is where uh, this place is really unique. Out of all the soup bases they have, I can actually order four soup bases. Oh, that is awesome. This is my uh, mango milk drink. Milk, just mango milk thing. Do mangoes produce milk? Can you milk a mango? I'm not sure, but this is like $3. No drinks actually come with the buffet. Oh, that is nice. This is actually a perfect hot pot drink. It's nice and milky and cool. Anyway, back to the soup bases. We got nutritious herbal stock, boiling spicy, curry with coconut milk, and tomato oxbow. First time eating so many hot pot soup bases. I'm really, really excited about that. Start off with a little sha cha barbecue. Again, my favorite recipe, sesame sauce, garlic. Look at this, this is pure oil. There's not, nothing even down here. And you want a little pepper in here, not too much. 
This actually looks like one of those eight trigram things, and I'm so excited because this is the most variety soup base I've ever had in a single hot pot setting. So first of all, the curry. It's not very strong though, not very overwhelming, very light curry flavor. This is the herbal broth. As you can see, there's tons of traditional Chinese herbal ingredients in here. Oh, that's actually really good. Mm. Next, this is the traditional uh, house spicy broth. Oh, someone just kicked me in the mouth. Oh, that is really spicy and peppery. Foods are definitely gonna come out of this broth burning hot in more ways than one. But spice is really all I taste here. I mean, the spice is so overwhelming. And I'm really excited about this middle one. This is the tomato oxtail. Wow, ooh, well, that's good. That's gonna be really good. And not only is it just tomato wheat, it's actually quite flavorful. In the meat, if you take a look, there's a lot of different varieties of meat. This one is a little creepy. This is the uh, marinated tenderloin, but the Wagyu looks really good. Nice, beautiful marbling, paper thin. Look at that. Nice fat. A lot of lean meat on this though. Let's try this without any dipping sauce. Oh, that's a good piece of beef. I wanna try this in the uh, hot broth. See how thin this is? It cooks literally in like five seconds. Just as I expected, the broth is nothing but spice, but that beef, that's really good. We'll definitely hit 10 orders of these. This is really interesting. This is beef soaked in beer. Oh, I definitely smell beer on this. That alcoholic flavor is very, very, very apparent on that. I mean, it tastes like what it's called. It tastes like beef dipped in beer. I'm gonna go ahead and, and, and try this like weird melted cow thing and let's do it in the curry. I, I don't really know how to feel about that. It just tastes like a boiled chunk of beef. I love it when hot pot places have yotel or fried dough. I bet you this is gonna be really good in the tomato broth. Just cook it for a little bit, let it soak up some of the soup, not too much. Really quick tip for you guys. I love it when my soup bases have a lot of cilantro and scallions, so when they don't put enough in there, go get some from the buffet and just add it in. What's your favorite soup base? This one, tomato one? Yeah. Oh, I agree. Two hot pots and two knives. I'm surprised I'm still alive. This is a very solid hot pot option. Already much better than any of the hot pot places I've been to in New York City, but let's break it down. Sauce bar, very nice. Different types of hot oil made me very happy. But what I noticed was that the hot oil and the chilies, you guys saw how much I put in my sauce bar. Wasn't all that spicy. Also, it was missing the chive sauce, a very traditional ingredient. So I'm gonna give the bar a 3.8. When it comes to variety, this place definitely a ton, a ton of variety. Out of everything I ate, I definitely recommend their wide noodles and of course their Wagyu beef. And it was a real plus having fried dough on the menu. But again, like the last place, not a lot of side items. I love the fried peanuts, but that's about it. So for variety, I'll give it a four. Meat quality. The Wagyu is gonna be as good as you're gonna find at a hot pot all-you-can-eat buffet. And the normal supreme beef in the lamb was pretty good as well. But other than that, the marinated uh, tenderloin, I didn't really get much flavor from that. The beef soaked in beer, I'm not a big fan of, but I don't drink, so maybe you'll like that. So meat quality, I'll give it a four. Next up, the broth. I love that they give you such a variety. And my favorite was definitely the tomato and oxtail, but the rest of the broth really didn't have much flavor at all. The curry, uh, the spicy broth was really spicy. Again, not that much flavor. So overall, taking into account the variety of the soup base, I'll give this a 3.7. And finally, the service. Look, everybody here 
It's really, really friendly. They're really, really nice. But at an all-you-can-eat hop-up buffet, you need them to bring you the food. If they don't bring you the food, it's like it's like your your pipeline to goodies is just disconnected. So after we ran out of food, we asked for a menu, which did not come. We asked for Wagyu, which did not come. So what we ate uh, today was really the first serving, the first wave of food. So everything we tried to order after that didn't show up. So I'm gonna have to bump this service down to a 2.5. If you add all that up, that gives this place a combined score of 18 with an average of 3.6. All right, let's go to hop on number three. Location number three, the pots. I feel sort of fortunate because every time I'm about to film a hot pot video, the weather has been chilly and rainy, perfect for hot pot. First impression, this place seems pretty clean and very spacious. A couple of initial reactions about this place. First of all, they have a lot of different soup bases. They have over a dozen soup bases and you can choose up to three because they also have like a little separating hot pot. The other thing is, there's no sauce bar. This, this is the sauce bar. Sha Cha, barbecue sauce, uh, sesame, not hot oil, like the garlicky hot sauce, raw garlic, scallions, cilantro, and I think that's soy sauce. And that is all the sauce options you get. But I will say, when you go to some good hot pot places in China, their soup bases are so good, you don't actually need much sauce at all. All they really give you is some sesame sauce and that's it. So hopefully this soup base is really that good. We're gonna go for the tiyu malaguo. This literal translation is hell spicy pot. This is unique. Dry scallop winter melon chicken feet mushroom. This is a popular soup base in Southern China, kanji base. Let's go ahead and try that. And finally, this is gonna be really bizarre. Preserved eggs, pidan soup base. Really unique, kobe beef, lamb, beef tongue, beef marinated wine, lamb marinated beer, beef tripe, beef tendon. The soy sauce is already brought to me um, in this bowl. I don't really love this in my sauce. This is like garlicky, almost sriracha-like hot sauce, but seems like this is all they have. Of course, scallions and cilantro. This is really far from what I usually put in my sauce, but I guess I'll have to do. There's our soup base. Yay, look at that. This is the preserved eggs, peanut, which is like thousand year old eggs and cilantro. Oh, it definitely smells, smells amazing. Hmm, that's quite flavorful. Very aromatic. I don't really taste the preserved eggs, but it's definitely in there. I think we should eat that at some point during the meal. The kanji is very watery. It just tastes like lightly salted watery kanji. This is the hell soup base. I always wonder what hell tasted like. Let's see. It's uh, sour. I think I like the cilantro preserved eggs out of this, but the rest of them, not a lot of flavor. This is the beef, beef tongue, and lamb. All this looks really, really pretty. Let's try the beef first. Swish it all around, get it to the bottom where it touches the rice a little bit. There you go. All I taste is the beef. I don't taste the kanji broth whatsoever. It's like I boiled it in water. Let's try the spice. A little bit sour, a little bit spicy. That's about it. But the meat quality does really stand out. Let's try the lamb. I'm gonna eat a piece of cilantro with this. Mmm. Oh. That lamb is tender. Not gamey at all. So this is lamb for those of you who don't really like lamb. I'm actually really excited about this beef tongue. Mm. The meat's good. Broth is still lacking. This is like a hit of cabbage of tofu skin. Watch it shrink though. Well, eventually it will shrink. I employed the dumping method of eating hot pot. So I love putting everything in, wait till it boils, and then just pick out. Uh oh, I think, I think we might have dumped a little too much. Hot pot overflow right now. 
Mm. I dipped that in the broth, soaking out crunchy. It might not mean that much to you, but this place definitely has the best yotel of all the hot pot places I've been to. The dumpling selection here is actually quite nice. It's really interesting. You can boil a ship dumpling. Mm, nice porky flavor. And it's juicy. I really like it. It's the custard dumpling. First time I'm in a hot pot place that I ever put something that's more like a dessert item into a salty, savory hot pot soup base. And that came out really nice. This is the liu sha bao. It's a very popular um, dim sum food item. And there's salty and sweet egg yolk inside this little dumpling. You see how that's already kind of oozing a bit? Ooh. Mm. The skin is nice and chewy. The yolk is salty and sweet. It's got that added flavor from the soup base. Mm, that's delicious. So, an hour and 10 pounds later, that's it. I'm officially about to enter food coma, and that's not good because I got an hour drive home. But let's talk about this place. The thing that stood out to me here was the service. Service, fantastic. Everybody here, super, super nice. As soon as you order, the food comes right away. Service, I'm gonna give them a nice 4.5. When it comes to the sauce bar, well, I mean, this, this, this is... This is it. So not a lot of options on the sauce bar, but still, I feel like the sauce ingredient, the quality of the sauce is really good. So I'm gonna give it a 3.5. When it comes to variety, this place definitely has a lot of variety. Different types of meats, a lot of different vegetables. I feel like this place has more dumplings, like fish balls than any other place I've ever been to. And their dumplings actually really, really terrific. So variety, 4.5. Meat quality, I really like the meat here. It's super, super tender. The lamb doesn't have a lot of gaminess. I give the meat quality a four. Now let's talk about the soup base. I feel like the soup base wasn't all that flavorful. It was just seemed a little blend and certain flavors really stuck out. I did like the uh, preserved eggs and cilantro one because the cilantro flavor is so strong. But overall, the soup base is kind of lacking, so I'm gonna give it a 3.2. If you add all that up, that gives you 19.7 with an average of 3.94. I think that's the highest score we've had in the last three places so far. Also, just from a personal uh, feeling um, about this place, I really like this place. I feel like uh, all the ingredients here are really, really quality. So not only do they have a lot of selection, everything tastes really good. And to be able to put your food order in and get your food right away and have the servers check on you, making sure you have enough soup stock, making sure your drinks filled, that is huge when it comes to all you can eat hot pot. Because like I mentioned before, the server, that's your lifeline to food. All right guys, final hot pot place. Let's go. This is the last place, iPod. And I'm, I'm a little biased about this place because I've been here before. This is, this is the first hot pot I, I went to when I first moved to the Bay Area. And from day one, I absolutely love this place. I'll tell you why. First of all, there's a lot of selections here. And there's a couple non-meat items on here that I absolutely adore. Also, what sets this place apart from all the other hot pot places is that when you sit at specific tables, you can have hot pot as well as Korean barbecue. The soup bases we have gotten is number one, secret spicy soup. Number two, pork bone soup. These are their two most popular ones. And then we're gonna try number five, Thai Tom Yum soup. They do have a lot of different types of meat here. So let's go for the New Zealand lamb, American Wagyu beef, beef rib eye, pork belly, spam, red wine lamb, red wine beef, house-made spicy lamb, house-made spicy beef, beef tripe, Kuro Buddha pork belly, yes please, beef short ribs. Let's go to the bar. This is the sauce bar, and this is the sauce bar 2.0, the mini sauce bar. My favorite ingredient that I've been kind of whining about, the leek flour sauce. So now I can teach you guys my not so secret ancient Chinese hot pot sauce recipe, which is really simple. All it is is sesame sauce, a third of it, 
should be the meat sauce. And that's it, as simple as that, and that's gonna be delicious. This is the tom yum, this is the pork bone, and this is the secret spicy. You guys excited about this? Yeah. Yes. Soup test time. There's actually pork bone in here. Broth is quite flavorful. Mm, that's good. Next is the tom yum. There's not much in here. Wow, that's... <laughs> that is nice. Wow, that is lemony and extremely, extremely spicy. Finally, the secret spicy, and this thing is like just boiling right now. I wouldn't call it extremely flavorful, but it is very salty and spicy. I do feel like this place's broth is gonna be much more seasoned and probably tastes better than all the other places. Before we start everything, let me show you how to make a poached egg at a hot pot place. Take an egg, take your little uh, spoon with the holes in there, lower it into your broth a little bit, crack the egg. All you gotta do, keep the egg in there. Don't let it go all the way to the bottom because then your egg's gonna fall out and disappear forever. So just put it in for about a minute or two or three, depending on if you like your eggs runny or hard. That is a chili infused egg, like really infused, boiled in chili sauce. Trust me guys, cook your egg in hot pot. That's gonna be one of the most flavorful eggs you'll ever have. How I like to get started at this place, drop the butter, just move the butter around a bit. Now, watch the miracle happen. Just a little sesame oil with some salt here. Dip in here a little bit. Mm. Brisket is probably my favorite food item at a Korean barbecue. I'm really digging this spicy lamb. This is just basically thin slices of lamb soaked, soaked in chili hot oil. I feel like Korean barbecue and hot pot are just meant to be together. I'm gonna dip it in my uh, secret, not so secret sauce here. That's perfect. Guys, if they offer sesame sauce and a leek sauce next time you go to a hot pot, trust me, try this out. Two part sesame sauce, one part leek sauce, dip just a little bit, you're gonna thank me. Another thing I really like about this place is this. They hand make Bion Bion noodles in the back. And a few minutes later, yummy Bion Bion noodles. Mm. All the hot pot broth has soaked in here. So springy and chewy. What I'm really curious is actually this tom yum broth because I, I really enjoy this. Of the three broths I tasted, this is probably the one I enjoy the most. Mm. I would recommend getting that broth. That's really spicy. That's awesome. I love putting potatoes in a hot pot. Let this boil till it becomes a little mushy. Mm. That's a good hot potty potato. I got one of the ribs, pork ribs from the uh, broth. I don't know what it is with Chinese people, but whenever we see uh, bones with some meat on there, we want to gnaw on it. This was not such a good idea, but this is called in Chinese chujawart, eating for fun. And yes, for fun is one of the reasons Chinese people eat. You guys remember I threw a whole egg in the hot pot broth before, because if you never had a hot pot boiled egg, you never live. If you want the egg to have more hot pot flavor, obviously boiling it within the shell in the hot pot soup is not gonna do anything for it. So you can throw it back into the soup after you peel it. But for me, it's it's really just about dipping it in my hot pot sauce. Mm. There's something about the creaminess of the yolk that is so good at soaking up that sauce. Trust me guys, you gotta try it. Something else, these are fried donuts, and what you do is dip it in condensed milk. It's like a dessert. That is artery-cloggingly delicious. You guys see the glazed look over my eyes? That means I'm done. I'm done, and I, I have hot pot 
growing out of my head right now. So let's break this place down. When it comes to variety, this place definitely has a lot of stuff. It's got tons of different types of meats. I love the fresh noodles they have here. That's a huge, huge plus for me. Usually when you go to hot pot places, they'll have instant noodles or they'll have some rice noodles, but fresh noodles, you cannot beat that. Also, and I know this is not like a, like a strong selling point for any hot pot place, but they have a lot of side dishes here. And even though I don't order a lot of it, I do appreciate the gesture. So for variety, I give this place a 4.3. Now let's talk meat quality. I came from the East Coast where if you've ever been to hot pot places in New York City, Manhattan, the meat quality is pretty bottom tier. It really surprised me how many different types of meat they had here and how good the quality was. Now it's not gonna be any, you know, Japanese Kobe beef, but still, for all you can eat hot pot, it's not bad. That's why I give the meat quality here a four. Sauce bar, I, I feel like this place has the most complete sauce bar of any of the places I've been to. It's got sesame sauce, also peanut sauce if you prefer that. It's got the special leek sauce that I love. It's got pickled garlic and raw eggs. The only thing is their hot chili oil is not all that spicy. That's my only knock about it, but otherwise great sauce bar. And for those reasons, I give it a 4.5. The broth itself is probably the most flavorful we've had on this uh, hot pot series. It's almost too Flavorful, I mean, it's almost too salty. Like the special broth they had is really, really salty. So when you boil something in there, it's, it's almost too much. I feel like the pork bone broth flavoring was really good. So I would probably recommend getting the pork broth and maybe just adding your own chili oil in there. That way it's spicy, flavorful, and not overly salty. So for broth, I give this place a 3.8. Finally, the service. Now, uh, today, like they're on their A game. They were so attentive, you know, got us everything we needed right away. Made sure our broth was filled up, made sure we had our drinks. But, but I've been here enough times to know that the service is really on and off. Some days you'll come and it's great. Some days you'll come and they basically ignore you, which has happened to me. So I'm gonna have to average the service out. I'm gonna give it a 3.5. So that gives us a total of 20.1 points divided by five. And that is an average of 4.5. 02, our highest score on this Hapa series. And again, I'm not trying to be biased here. I have eaten here before. I do not feel that the other places that I've been to is as good overall as this place. I know a lot of you is gonna bring up coupons. I have tried coupons and I love the technology. I love that you can sit down, there's a little uh, iPad right by you. You can order your food directly that way. The food came really quickly. But I do feel like that place, the emphasis is not on the hot pot. It's really on the Korean barbecue. And overall, it just didn't taste that good for me. And of course, that's just my personal opinion. I know a lot of people love Cubot. If you do, good for you. But for me, I went there once and I didn't really feel like going back. All right, guys, so there you go. This is the first time I ever went around a city and tried almost every one of their most popular hot pot places. So hopefully you enjoyed this video. And I, I try to be as fair as I can in these videos. And I know some days the service might be on or off in a particular place and that affects their score so my ratings may not be completely accurate if you disagree with me please go ahead everyone's taste is different and this is just my own personal opinion but I would really recommend coming to this place and if you do remember to ask for tables that give you both barbecue and the hot pot and finally they give you ice cream alright guys all the locations I went to are in my description box below feel free to try them all out and give them your own scores and if you have tried any of the places let me know in the comments below which one is your favorite thank you all so much for watching this video I'll see you later
To say thanks for making Subway Footlongs famous, get any Piled High regular footlong for just $5. $5 footlongs. Hurry, a celebration this great won't last long. Yo, this is the Trill OG, Fun B, letting you know the Trill is out, buddy. Yeah, Trill OG is in stores August 3rd, featuring Young Jeezy, Drake, Tupac, Pimp C, T-Pain, and many more. Trill OG in stores August 3rd. Keep it Trill. Mobile, a new kind of mobile company that sees you for you, with plans that fit you based on the data you need, no matter who you are. Because we know the one thing you're not is everyone else. Cox Mobile. We're different because you're different. Arby's, two for six bucks. Every day. Crispy fish with that spicy kick. Two of those things for just six bucks. Arby's, we have the meat. For mom, for cousin Fred, for me. Yes, yes, big yes. The starting jackpot for Powerball from the Nebraska Lottery is $40 million. That's a lot of money. I'll take it. How much I got left? Oh, $38,115,000. Probably more money than you'll ever need. Oh, by the way, put yourself down for one of these. <laughs> So why wait to win? Play today. To the shoe store. Welcome to the Marketing Revolution Podcast. This is the underground movement of savage marketers from all over the world. We are not Fortune 500 companies. We are real entrepreneurs with real businesses that have one major thing in mind, to set goals and devour them daily. Because we understand that everyone wants to eat, but only savage marketers are willing to do the hunt. Now let's get this revolution started. Hey, what's up everybody? John Hiley here with the Marketing Revolution podcast. Um, coming to you today again live on uh, the John Hiley backslash success Facebook page. <clears throat> check it out, check it out, get on over there. I am going to be doing quite a bit of live podcast over here. And um, I'm double recording right now because I did not like the audio quality um, on the last one. Because uh, what I did was I actually uh, went directly through Facebook and downloaded off of Facebook, which is typically not the best thing to do. So I'm going to try to do like a dual recording where I'll record the audio separately. So I'm going to see how that works out. As a marketer, you're always trying to improve. You're always trying to do things better. And that literally kind of... Um, uh, gets me into the subject that we're talking about here on the podcast. And it's like money and how do I feel about it? Why does money matter to me or exactly how do I feel about it? I think that's the key, you know, because everybody, I even hear people sometimes, you know, they come to me and they say, you know, I actually had an ex, um, an employee, uh, years ago that, um, he's doing really good now, but, um, he had this notion that he had to become a better person to make more money. And, uh, excuse me, I'm drinking coffee as well. I'm I'm talking here, so I figured that might slow me down a little bit. I know some of you guys say that I, I tend to get off of my marketing rants, man. I'm talking fast, man. And I know, you know, but I, I, I that's just how I roll. That's how it comes out, and that's how it feels natural. So bear with me there on that. But um, money and what it means to me. And, you know, I actually had a, an employee before he came to me, and he said, man, I'm, I'm going to, like, 
like do better, you know, because I want my karma to get right so I can make more money. And there's a huge problem with that, man. Like, number one, that's honestly like, and I know he had no intent of looking at it this way. It's like an immoral way of looking at things. Because literally, like, if you think that by making your actions or becoming a better person is going to bring you more money, that really is kind of like a hidden agenda behind just becoming a good person in general. Just to be a fucking good person, you have to get paid for it, right? So it's it's literally, it's like um, kind of like your parents, you know what I mean? Like paying you to get good grades and stuff like that. Like life really doesn't work that way. Like the real world really doesn't work that way. You know, I'll give you an example. I mean, there's people that make plenty of money that do bad shit. I mean, there's people that are in the mafia. You know, there's people that um, run gangs. There's people that, you know, there's cartels in, uh, you know, in Mexico, you know, here in America, uh, South America that make a ton of money by killing people, extorting people, stuff like that. Um, there's other people that make a ton of money doing good things, right? So literally, you know, um, I'm sure that, uh, gosh, if I can think of one, I don't know, like, I don't know the pastors, the preachers out there, the people that are, you know, bringing great things to the world, the people that are innovative, the people that are innovating the world, you know, the people that are, um, you know, bringing things to third world countries, I mean, and, and above and beyond that, just the people that are serving you and your neighborhood in general is a fucking good thing. You know what I mean? The guy who makes the best burger down the road is making the world a better place for me. <laughs> you know? So in that regard, I mean, there's people out there that are doing good things and making money. And there's people out there that are doing bad things and are making money. So it gets to like, you know, what's the principle behind making money then? What is it? Right? You know, there's people making porn and making money, right? Some people would say that's good or bad, whatever, whatever you're into. I don't care. You know what I mean? But uh, like, look, you cannot look at it that way, right? Like literally money is a separate set of principles than why you should be a good person. You should be a good person, man, just because it makes you fucking feel good inside. You should be a good person because you're helping people. You're doing, you know, you're making somebody else's life better, right? So that's the reward. You're giving yourself to the world and you're helping other people. That's why you become a good person. Um, to do it for money is a little bit shallow, you know what I mean? But in that regard, I mean, money is the ultimate uh, equalizer because it literally tells you whether your product or your service is actually bringing any benefit to the world, right? Because nobody's going to pay for it if it doesn't bring benefit to the world. And regardless, and that doesn't say if you're a good person. I mean, a crack dealer it, uh, you know, just has something that somebody wants. It, that does not mean that you're a good person. The bottom line is it goes back to like one of the oldest principles. And it's literally, I have a chicken and you have a cow. I have a ton, a shit ton of eggs and you have a shit ton of milk. And me and you trade, I trade you some of my eggs for some of your milk, and we both live a better life. Money is only a mutual, it's the only value that it has. The only reason anybody will give you their money is because you have something of value in return. Now, that doesn't have to be good, or you know, and it doesn't have to be bad. It could be either or. Like, literally, that's the science behind money, right? 
And uh, so many people complicate this shit so much, and it just drives me crazy. Like, so many people say, you know, you sit down and you'll stare at these pictures of a mansion, you'll stare at these pictures of a, you know, um, of a car that you want, and then all of a sudden, money's just going to fall out of the sky, and and hit you on your lap, and you're going to be making money. No, 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 no. So you got it all wrong. The reason why, and I've got a vision board. I'm looking over at it right now. The reason why you have a vision board is to literally look at it and understand like your end goal, okay? So uh, it's a very, very simple um it's a very, very simple thing. Like literally what you're doing when you actually look at a vision board is you are persuading yourself to do the things needed to make the money to get the product or to get whatever you're looking at, right? You know, uh, you're literally looking at the end result. I mean, literally there's, there's two, there's two factors that actually motivate and move humans to do things and to get things done. And that's literally, you're either moving away from, or you're either moving towards pleasure or away from pain. So when you have a vision board and you look at that, you're identifying your end outcome, which is pleasurable, to the things, the painful things that you're probably doing today to make the money. So you're, you're anchoring your mind to something that's pleasurable rather than something that may not be so pleasurable. I don't know. I mean, yeah, I, I tell you guys now, I mean, I got a team that surrounds me, but I don't freaking, um, I'm still doing things I don't like to do. Uh, and people that say that they don't, that's just a bunch of bullshit, man. Like you're always going to be doing things. That, I mean, sometimes like the things that I love to do, I just don't like to do them on certain days because I don't want to fucking get up and do anything. You know what I mean? I want to crawl in a hole and die some days. That's nature. That's natural, right? But if I go look at my vision board, maybe that'll give me the motivation to keep going to make the money because I'm starting to tie pleasure in with my work, okay? So, but literally, guys, here's what I want you to think about this. I mean, money to me is just um, a reward certificate. So literally, if I do something good or if I bring something good to my clients and customers, I get rewarded by that, by, by, by them giving me money for it. And that's it, man. I mean, it, it has nothing to do, uh, uh, you know, I, I, I would go to the sense to say that like um, a transaction with money is, is something of a higher nature, like it's a higher nature of trust, right? So when people give you money, they already know, like, and trust you. Um, so there's definitely some important things that you have to do to get money. But the bottom line is if you spend, you know, here's, here's, here's the bottom line of all. If you spend the time that you have during the day focusing on how to give your clients and customers the absolute best product that you can possibly put together for them and you keep your eye on them like fuck the money you know what i mean like the money's the is in the back of the cart man like literally the front of the cart and the horse and everything that's up front is what's going to drive you to get that money and that's literally bringing people something that they want but you know again it doesn't have to be good it could be bad i mean like i said there's people that are making millions of dollars off a of crack heroin i mean Money doesn't fall in line with, you know what I mean, whether you're a good person or a bad person. Um, I would encourage you to be a good person. Like, I personally know. I grew up with people that sold crack. You know what I mean? They're not living a happy life, man. They're living a paranoid life. Um, they're living a shitty life, man, to deal every day with what they've got to deal with when they know that they're 
like literally, you know, make getting people to become addicted to a drug. Like they know what they're doing, but they're doing it for the money, you know? So that being said, I mean, you think about your product and your service first, what you're giving, what you're delivering to the world. Keep your eye on that. And I'm going to go as far to say if you really, you know, if you really want to do well in that arena, don't, don't be the cheapest person out there. You know what I mean? Don't be the person that's like the absolute cheapest. That's probably going to be the worst thing that you do because you're going to surround yourself with people that will leave you for a dime. Literally, people that are just waiting for the opportunity to leave you for somebody that will undercut you for 10 cents. Um, you're surrounding yourself with people that um, have no loyalty, okay, that have no loyalty to what you purchase. You're not going to be able to build loyalty with a bunch of price shoppers, all right? So um, just keep that in mind. Them are some of the principles, some of the ways that I personally feel about money. But to me, it's literally an affirmation. Like if I bring something good, something amazing, and drop something fucking awesome onto the world and people give me money, there's nothing more exciting. And then when people compliment about it, and then when people go tell others and tag me on social media posts, you know, letting, letting me know that we just had a guy recently say that one of my educational courses was one of the best things that he ever done, the best investment that he ever made. And that makes me happy because not only did, I, did that affect me in that transaction, but it infected him to the point where he can do much better for his family, for his life, and um, he can live a better life because of that. And the bottom line is what money means for me is creating something that I can deliver into the world that gives people the opportunity to live a better life because they interacted with me personally. And um, you know, I truly believe that if, if you go back to when you talk about you know shine your light upon the world, I believe that's the light that everybody shines on the world. And I get a lot of people that ask me, they say, John, well, man, I, I just don't know where where I should start. Like, I don't know how to start making money. Like, I don't know, like, what, where do I start? Like, what do I do? Well, look, it's a series of things, a series of missions, right? And if you don't have the very, very first thing that you need to do or the first product or whatever it is you need to deliver or put into the world or get into the world, if you don't have that figured out, then your first mission is to figure that fucking shit out, to get out there and figure that shit out. That's your first mission. Spend every day, man. I don't care. You know, what, what all your spare time to figure out what the hell you're going to bring to the world, all right? And look, don't expect that it's going to be, that it won't, this might not fail, man. Like literally, it's one of them things, man, where failures are designed to be learning experiences. You know, they say like 90% of first-time businesses fail, but only like 10% of second-time businesses fail. That's because the people that come at it again, they've learned something. You got to learn from your mistakes. And the only way you can learn from your mistakes is to make mistakes. And when you get into business, you're going to make mistakes. Bottom line. I mean, you know, if I can encourage you to do anything about it is to consult with people that could help you uh, not make them mistakes. And now I'm not talking about I'm not talking about that bullshit general business coach. You know what I mean? Because I think that's the biggest bullshit on planet Earth. I'm talking about somebody specifically that can help you get where they are or where they've been. All right. So I don't get any kind of advice from anybody unless they are where or, or have been where I want to be. 
you know? It, it just makes no sense to do it any way else. Like why allow some general business coach to coach you when a lot of times he's never even been there. And on top of that, I'm seeing that it's a phenomenon that's going on in this world right now. You know, I know I'm talking about money. I'm going off in a little rant, but the phenomenon is, is that we got all these people that are fucking business coaches ain't never even ran a successful business. Look, man, if you can't run a successful business, you can't be a fucking business coach. And anybody who buys from you is stupid. You know, period. You know what I mean? Like, you, you know, it's, it's all this theory shit. You know, I, I was talking to one of my uh, wife's cousins one time and, um, he, he worked on campus and, uh, <clears throat> he was in a business program on campus. And the problem was there was nobody in there that ever started a business from the professor all the way down to all the students. They studied the theory of business. All right. The theory of business. I'm going to go back to a Napoleon Hill quote, man. An ounce of action is worth a ton of theory. All right? So they could give you a thousand pounds of theory, and I could show you how to make one ounce of action. Well, I'm not going to. I really don't do the consulting, but one ounce of action is worth a ton of theory. So if you want to go study from people that know the fucking theory of business, go ahead. All right? It's going to take you 10 years to get one month worth of real-world results. You know? So that's, uh, that's what's up, you guys. That's what I feel about money. And uh, so anyhow, I'm going to jump off here. I'm trying to make these uh, little podcasts kind of short, but I'm going to keep dropping them here on the page. I haven't really started advertising them yet, um, but they are going to be released on the Marketing Revolution podcast. You can check it out on iTunes and Stitcher. We're also going to have um, other shows that you're not going to see on this page. You're going to hear on this page. I got shows with uh, me and the wife. We like to sit down and talk about some marketing stuff. And I encourage you, if you're in business with your, your wife or your significant other, check them out. I mean, it's kind of cool, you know, to get a woman's perspective uh, with, with me as well. And uh, you guys will love her. But um, anyhow, y'all, that's what it's about. That's the way I feel about money. If you guys don't know who I am, I'm John Hiley. I am an entrepreneur. I own educational companies. I own, um, uh, I, I manufacture tools. Uh, I sell uh, services. I've been in just about every facet, you know what I mean, of business from service all the way to education in the automotive industry, tool making. Um, uh, we have several different podcasts we've learned how to monetize with. We have events that are $2,500 a ticket marketing events, and we've sold out the last three. So we were in San Diego. Uh, we were in Arlington, Texas, and we were just right here in Dayton, Ohio, just, uh, this last October. I am, uh, the creator of a, a charity called the Dents for Kids, where we give away, uh, take out dents and give away, uh, gifts to children. So... Hey, I appreciate it, Cameron. Appreciate it, my man. So thanks for tuning in here. And uh, you guys, I appreciate you. Be on the lookout. I'm going to keep uh, dropping these uh, podcasts here on Facebook. And again, uh, the Marketing Revolution podcast on iTunes and Stitcher. I'm getting ready to blow it up. And if you guys have didn't know, me and Waspy Simone, I'm probably going to butcher his last name. Hope I don't think he'd get this far in the podcast anyway. Waspy's too, uh, he's kind of like me, man. He's got shiny object syndrome. But we're also going to be creating the Tactical Mentor Podcast. That's going to be coming out here really, really soon. And that's me and Waspy. He's the owner of a place called JD Legends um, where they bring in rock stars. They bring in rappers. I just met Aaron Lewis there not too long ago. Um, possibly there's going to be a Ted Nugent coming down. Um, dude, just he's off the hook. He's, a, he's an entrepreneur just like myself. We respect each other because we're both in the field doing it day in and day out and uh there's not gonna be no bullshit on this thing man like you're gonna get like real entrepreneurs who are gonna give you real results and truly this is my way to give back um because i feel that that i've been blessed 
And um, I hope to help you guys move forward. All right. So everybody, appreciate you. And I'm going to see you on that next one. Thank you for taking the time to listen to the Marketing Revolution podcast. If you know somebody that needs this message, please share it with them. Please write us a five-star review on iTunes or Stitcher. And remember, everybody wants to eat, but only savage marketers are willing to do the hunt. I look forward to seeing you on the next one. Coming soon from Walt Disney Pictures. When he shrunk the kids, he promised his shrinking days were over. All right, shrink machine, one last time. But Rick Moranis has done it again. We have critical mess. Only this time. Are we shrunk? You shrunk us? He's still got a few bugs to work out. From the makers of the smash hit, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, comes a hilarious new movie, Honey, We Shrunk Ourselves. You idiot! Don't you be They can step on us! Now, they'll go to any lengths. I'm scared stiff. And any heights to get the kids' attention. Before it's too late. Get ready to party. You can't have a party. What are you going to do about it, Thumbelina? You are dead meat, mister! Clark, you're three quarters of an inch tall. It's the fastest. Hold on! It's a jump! The laundry shoot! It's the funniest. We're going over! I don't think we're using enough fabric softener. Jump! Hang on to what? It's the tastiest. They're teenage girls. How much can they eat? Watch out! And it's the wildest motion picture event of the year. Disney's Honey, We Shrunk Ourselves. You know, Dad, I didn't invite those boys over. Coming exclusively to video. For Mom. For Cousin Fred. For me. Yes. Yes. Big yes. The starting jackpot for Powerball from the Nebraska Lottery is $40 million. That's a lot of money. I'll take it. How much I got left? Ooh. 38 million, 115,000. Probably more money than you'll ever need. Oh, by the way, put yourself down for one of these. <gasps> so why wait to win? Play today. To the shoe store. I'm sorry, honey. He didn't make it. Do you fear this happening to your family? Are you covered if it does? Hi, I'm TV's Aaron Roberts. Like many of you, I worry what would happen to my family once I'm gone. But you can make sure your family is covered when it happens with Global Life, life insurance. For as little as 43 cents per day, you can make sure your family is prepared with a life insurance policy from Global Life. Plans can cover all funeral and medical expenses and our cost will never increase. Call today at 1-888-555-4392 to make sure your family is protected. That number is 888-555-4392. The John, pizza maker, Peyton Manning in Joe Montana, playmakers. Hey, Pop, I got a question. Yeah. Doesn't it seem like yeah. Joe only shows up during the playoffs when we do a buy one, get one free deal? You think he just wants that free pizza? Hello? Huh? No. This is the free one, right? 
Get a large one-topping pizza free when you purchase a large pizza. Order now at PapaJohns.com. Better ingredients, better pizza, better football. Papa John's. Well, I was shopping for a new car. Which one's me? A cool convertible or an SUV? Too bad I didn't know my credit was whack, cause now I'm driving off the lot in a used subcompact. F-R-E-E, that spells free. Creditreport.com, baby. Saw their ads on my TV. Thought about going, but was too lazy. Now instead of looking fly and rolling fat, my legs are sticking to the vinyl and my posse's getting laughed at. F-R-E-E, that spells free. Creditreport.com, baby. Offer applies with enrollment and triple advantage. Nearly 500 Tennesseans who sold drugs in school zones are serving a sentence that is four times longer than what the crime would get you today. News Channel 5's Hannah McDonald takes an in-depth look at the fight to make a 2020 law change retroactive. Like growing up in this neighborhood, I'd never seen anyone get hit with a drug-free school zone, so when I was the first one to get hit with it, it was kind of shocking. Within a thousand feet of a school, Calvin Bryant learned a lesson in state law that changed the course of his life. The drug-free school zone, basically what it is, it enhances what would be a class B felony to a class A felony in my situation. So instead of having eight to 12 years, I was sentenced to over 15 years at 100%. Bryant was sentenced to 17 years for selling drugs to another adult in a school zone. After serving 10 and a half years, a deal in 2018 made him a free man and an advocate for criminal justice reform. Last year, he helped change the law. The drug-free zone radius was narrowed to 500 feet, and the sentence enhancement for selling in a zone is now at the discretion of a judge. They knew the law wasn't right, so we thank them for changing it. Bryant now wants the changes to be retroactive. It's hard to use somebody's injustice for somebody's justice that haven't even committed the crime. I mean, the law was changed because people was mistreated. And those same individuals are still being mistreated to this day. Statewide, 483 people are serving lengthy sentences for selling drugs in zones. Those that uh, that truly don't deserve to be incarcerated, we want to make sure that they that they go. The chair of the state's criminal justice committee says another look at the law is priority. I think once folks realize, especially in the uh, judicial community and the law enforcement community, that we are talking about a very finite group of individuals that can absolutely be vetted on a, on a case-by-case basis, then I think from there you've got a pretty good place to start from. Bryant says he'll advocate for change for as long as it takes. I feel like sometimes um, it's meant for you to turn your mess into a message and just really try to do your best to keep people from following your path or help them out of the situation that they're in now. Hannah McDonald, News Channel 5. Boys, I'm throwing away at my indoor playground and wine. I'm actually really sad about this one because the kids love it so much, but it is just falling apart and the squeaker even came out. Since the kids love this one so much, I think I might repurchase it. But look, it is chipping and breaking everywhere. Here is CVS Health. Here, our needs are taken seriously. Here, We'll never be told our concerns are all in our head. Here, we don't think we should pay more than men for the same thing. Or pay taxes for period products. Here, we can ask tough questions, day or night. Here, our health matters. That includes our physical health and our mental health and sexual health too. Here, we can have a healthy relationship with beauty. Here, 
we're actually heard. Really heard. And because of that, we can focus on getting healthier together. 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 Here, healthier happens together. CVS Health. For mom, for cousin Fred, for me. Yes, yes, big yes. The starting jackpot for Powerball from the Nebraska Lottery is $40 million. That's a lot of money. I'll take it. How much I got left? Oh, $38,115,000. Probably more money than you'll ever need. Oh, by the way, put yourself down for one of these. <gasps> so why wait to win? Play today. To the shoe store. Listen, we need to have a talk about Vanderhoff. The fact is, he's the sponsor. And you signed a contract guaranteeing him certain concessions, one of them being a spot on the show. Well, that's where I see things just a little differently. Contractor, no. I will not bow to any sponsor. I'm sorry you feel that way, but basically it's the nature of the beast. Maybe I'm wrong on this one, but for me, the beast doesn't include selling out. Garth, you know what I'm talking about, right? It's like people only do things because they get paid. And that's just really sad. I can't talk about it anymore. It's giving me a headache. Here, take two of these. Ah, new print. Little, yellow, different. Look, you can stay here in the big leagues and play by the rules, or you can go back to the farm club and roar. It's your choice. Yes, and it's the choice of a new generation. Mount Prospect, Illinois. Ruben Stutter, Birmingham, Alabama. David Cook, Blue Springs, Missouri. Carrie Underwood, Dakota, Oklahoma. American Idol. American Idol. American Idol. Welcome home. Subway Footlongs famous, get any piled high regular footlong for just $5. $5 footlongs. Hurry, a celebration this great won't last long. Let me bring you up to speed. My name is Wayne Campbell. Ah, the Mirthmobile. <laughs> this is my best friend, Garth Elgar. Hi. But what I'd really like to do is something extraordinary. Something big, something mega, something copious, something capacious, something kajunga. But 
I'll probably end up working at Great America, mopping up hurl and lung butter. Huh. Oh, I almost forgot. This year, Garth finally got pubes. You didn't tell him about my pubes, did you? No, of course not. It sucks as it cuts. <laughs> it certainly does suck. Look, Garth, it's Heather Locklear. But she's signaling to us, there is a god. Heather be thy name. Shwing. What are you thinking about? Cassandra. She's a fox. In France, she would be called Lara Nard. And she would be hunted with only her cunning to protect her. She's a babe. She's a robo-babe. In Latin, she would be called Babia Majora. If she were a president, she'd be Abraham Lincoln. Uh-oh, don't look. Stacy. Where? Oh, God, I made eye contact. Psycho hose beast. We're not worthy! We're not worthy! You're worthy, you're worthy. Get up. You guys were excellent tonight. Hey, thanks a lot. We'll see you inside. We're planning on it. No stairway. Denied. Who's he? A weird naked Indian. Cool. Did you ever find Bugs Bunny attractive when he'd put on a dress and play a girl bunny? No. <laughs> no. Neither did I. I was just asking. That's right. My mom used to do all my laundry, but I do now. I'm what you call sans parents. Oh. Rib for her pleasure. Ew. Take me, Garth. Where? I'm low on gas and you need a jacket. I'm gonna be Frank. Okay, can I still be Garth? Shut up and kiss me. It will be Terry's job to give the actors their hand cues. Oh, excuse me, Russell, but I believe I requested the hand job. <laughs> on that note, game on! Game on! Shoots. He scores! Asphincter says what? What? Asphincter says what? What? Exactly. <laughs> Excuse me? A baking powder? $5,000 occupancy permit? Yes, we have that, actually, yes. Piece of cake. Fine, then all forms and applications must be filled out in triplicate and returned to this office no later than ten working days before the event with the money. Okay, well, we'll take these home, run through them with a fine-tooth comb, cross the T's and dot the... Lowercase J's. Mmm! Who wants Chinese takeout? I know a great place. I'll have the cream of some young guy. 
Hang about. Was it Jim Morrison? Yes! Maisie. Did he have a naked Indian? Yes! Wow. I have to ask you. Didn't you think it was a trifle unnecessary to see the crack in the Indian's bottom? Yes, absolutely. I had the same dream. What? No way. Way. Yeah. Okay, we're just about out of time, right? But before we go, we'd like to take a moment here for a Wayne's World salute to the guest jeans girl, Claudia Schiffer. Swing. Swing. Tentpole. <laughs> She's a babe. She's magically babelicious. She tested very high on the stroke ability scale. <laughs> okay. Hey, are you through yet? Because I'm getting tired of holding this. Yeah, that's what she said. <laughs> okay, so Claudia Schiffer, we salute you. Shawing. Wing. you the mega happy ending. Oh, the mega happy ending, that's doable. Good night and party on. Party on, Wayne. Party on, Garth. It's Wayne's World. Wayne's World. Party time. Excellent. Out. Brooklyn, we did it. Understand, not a fool or a loser, I'm a one-man man. W Wallace, rappers are demolished. Okay, bro, what are you doing? You saying your prayers? Praying that God teaches you how to die. Oh, please. You ain't got nothing I haven't seen. If the heavy set one with the big gun and the sweet tooth. You won't end up like those worthless bums you hang with. Don't you see that? One of you is going down for carrying an illegal firearm. You decide who. This music you got going on, it don't come around every day. When you make it, we all make it. If I don't make it, you're not going back on the block. Not if I take this bid for your ass. It's my life, you feel me? Tell Puff I'm down with chasing the dream. Whatever he want me to do, I'm in. Yeah, he got sex appeal like LL? Yeah, a little bigger than that. What, like Harry D? He a little darker than that. Yo, he look like Wesley Snipes? He ain't Wesley. The West Coast, they got Snoop, they got Dre. The East Coast, they just waiting for somebody to fill that void. Puff, maybe in the right hands, I could be one of the greatest. It was all a dream. I used to read Word Up magazine. Are you a bad guy trying to be good? You seeing anybody? Or a good guy trying to be bad? There's someone trying to make you laugh. Whatever you say, Big Papa. I let my tape rock till my tape pop. What kind of grown-ass man calls himself Puffy? By the time you're 21, I'll make you into a millionaire. Just keep an eye out for the media. For for the public and for your fake ass friends. I'm sorry, Faye. I just want to come on. Tell him he needs to visit his daughter every once in a while. Set me up. Be careful, son. Nobody's invincible. Let's change the world, big. Can't change the world unless we change ourselves.
Papa John, pizza maker. Peyton Manning in Joe Montana, playmakers. Hey, Papa, I got a question. Yeah. Doesn't it seem like yeah. Joe only shows up during the playoffs when we do a buy one, get one free deal? You think he just wants that free pizza? Hello? Huh? No. This is the free one, right? Get a large one-topping pizza free when you purchase a large pizza. Order now at PapaJohns.gov. Better ingredients, better pizza, better football. Papa John's. I finally did it. Popeye's new chicken sandwich. I've been trying to make the perfect chicken sandwich forever. Um, how does that make you feel? You know me. It had to be just right. Mm -hmm. Finding a bun as good mm -hmm. as my chicken was not easy. Mm. I mean, I did it, obviously. I think we've made a lot of progress here. I feel great. Good talk. Mmm. I'm proud of you. My new chicken sandwich is buttermilk battered and served on toasted brioche. Try it in spicy or classic. No! There's somebody up there, Moesca. Ma'am, how you doing? How you doing? Ma'am, ma'am, excuse me, how you doing? Excuse me. Uh, I'm looking for old. Can you tell me where old the old old WN? Oh, my life I had to fight. Girl, I'm not trying to fight. I'm just trying to find I old. I had to fight the press, folks. I had to fight the ratings. I had to fight them haters. Girl, child, ain't safe in a world full of cable channels. They tell me it's on different channels depending on who your cable provider is, so I just won't know what it is for my cable provider. I love's on. God knows I do, but I ain't gonna let nobody beat me. The network is doing good. Relax. You got to worry about beating nobody. You want a great cable channel? You find on like everybody else been doing. Well, how they been doing that? Sophia, Papo, who this woman? The two-night premiere spectacular, May 28th and 29th, only here. To some people, three is a four-letter word. Luckily, with Assurance Wireless, they can get data and unlimited texts and minutes, all on a smartphone. Assurance Wireless is here to help low-income households stay connected, and you could be eligible. Simply apply online at assurancewireless.com slash free. Hunger. Anyone know? 
So say, who said it? My life? Like I guess they, and I said it at the same time. What'd you say? The body needs nourishment. Body needs nourishment. Fuel. What else? Fuel. Lynn? It needs fuel. Fuel? Yep. F-U-E-L, not F-O-O-L. F-U-E-L. It's fuel for your body. Is that right? That's right. What else? What is hunger? Okay. To where does it come from? So we have a couple places, right? Stomach. Who's ever said this? My stomach growls all the time. Shut up. Uh. <laughs> Anyone see Napoleon Di Dynamite? Yes. Yeah. I feel like I'm dressed like like Pedro. I'm not sure why. Am I? <laughs> so bad. I need a pistol in my mustache. So. <laughs> All right. So where does it come from? Um, I have this whole chapter in my book. In this, this chapter, that talks about hunger, right? And physical hunger, your stomach growls, you're tired, you need fuel for your body, etc. You're hangry, you get hangry. Okay. So your stomach makes something called hormones. Not a bad joke. Insert prostitute joke. So uh, your hormones, right? And in fact... We think that the stomach, depending on what you read, is either number one, number two, uh, producer of uh, producer of hormones, because it's a big system, right? Not just your stomach, but your entire digestive tract. Digestive tract. So, from your mouth, your esophagus, your stomach, your 18 feet of bowel, and all lots of hormones are created in there digestive tract. So about 2005, they discovered something called the hunger hormone. Anyone know what it's called? Ghrelin. Not gremlins. Ghrelin. G-H. Ghrelin. Ghrelin. And what does ghrelin do? Makes you hungry. Pretty simple, so they call it the hunger hormone. And we thought, oh, we found it. We found the holy grail to obesity, the hunger hormone. We figured that if we um, controlled ghrelin somehow, it would really control your hunger, and then everyone would get skinny. So, um, guess where ghrelin is produced primarily? Stomach. Yeah, stomach, right? So you get this surgery called the sleeve. What happens to the sleeve? 75%, 80% stomach. What happens to it? No moss. Patricia, that means no more. 
right? No moss. It's gone. So your ghrelin levels go real low. And in fact, studies five years ago, 2010, 2012, measuring ghrelin levels, they drop almost down to zero. Not quite to zero, but pretty low, right? So show of hands real quick. Raise your hands if you're post-op, already had your surgery, post-op. Whose hunger lasted, like who's, who had a lot of, you had good hunger suppression? Like in, in surgery, yes? Whose hunger suppression lasted more than a month? Keep your hand up, keep your hand up. Whose hunger suppression lasted more than three months? Whose hunger, so there's a couple of people following. Whose hunger suppression lasted six months? Anyone six months? How about one year? You're still at one year? Still still up? Okay. Who's more than one year post-op? Are you a year? Eleven. Eleven months? Eleven years? Yes. <laughs> months. So who here is post-op and still has hunger suppression? That'd be a better way to ask. Because some of you are only three months out. Are you still have? I'm not hungry. Not hungry. So the three months still not hungry? Still not hungry. Are you still not hungry? So Lori's still not hungry? Martha's hungry all the time? hunger, right? Um, and a lot of programs, I'm not making fun of any other programs, they'll tell patients, if you have weight loss surgery, you won't be hungry again, and you'll eat a little bit of food and you'll feel full. Is that true? Who's heard that before? Either from a different program or who, who's had a friend who went to a different program and they tell you that? Is that true? Is that the truth though? It's not the truth, right? It's not the truth. Why not? It's natural to what? It's unnatural to be full. So what's happened now, fast forward to 2017. We've done some studies now, and we think there's about 20 to 25 different hormones that somehow regulates satiety. What's satiety mean? The hunger, feeling of hunger, that sort of stuff. Satiety. 20 to 25 now, right? Um, obviously, ghrelin's a player in it, but it's not a standalone. You understand that? So a good example is that, I know Dr. V's pretty awesome, right? But Dr. V couldn't do what I, I can't do what I do without my team, without you know the office girls, but also without the OR crew. Would you show up to OR and it's just me there? <laughs> I'm passing instruments, I'm <laughs> doing anesthesia. Would y'all be like, okay? Like, no, right? No. no way, man. So there's probably 20, 25 hormones. Some of the Hormones were discovered around the same time by different labs, so they have this different names, but they're actually the same hormone. They're trying to figure that out. All right, so what is this called? Redundancy. Redundancy. Your body is a redundant system. Is that a good idea or a bad idea? Good. It's a great idea. Why? You don't want to count on one, one thing one switch to fail. 
Does that make sense? That's why you have four brakes on your car. <laughs> what if you only had one brake on your car? That would not be so good, right? Um, so you're a redundant system, and you want it to be redundant, right? So Dr. B explains redundancy like this. Y'all write this down. My body is super, super Asian smart. My body is super, super, duper Asian smart. Does that make sense? It puts in other things. It tries to keep me at a balance. Does that make sense? Now, how that affects people, how the surgery affects people is all individualized. Right? Okay. So it's important for you all to understand this. Am I still on the screen over here? Does it look good over here? Okay. So then, in the book, I talk about two types of hunger. Physiological hunger, my tummy growls. I haven't eaten all day. I went for a long hike, bicycle ride with a, my new boyfriend. I'm hungry, yes? And then I said, you have to make sure it's not head hunger. Head hunger is stuff like I'm bored. I'm stressed out. Right? Someone yelled at me. I don't feel good about myself. Head hunger. So I said, you have to know the difference. Are you really hungry? Or are you just bored? Right? So I'm going to draw, try to draw. That's a person-ish sort of person. All right, you know, you get your idea. There's some legs. It's Priya. It's Priya. Looks like our stomach drawings. Okay. So now you have your stomach go, your little sleep baby. You got a bunch. Why? You can't understand my Spanish or what? You have your intestines, your sleeve baby. And then up here, you've got, hold on now, a fat brain. I got it. Someone remind me to write this thing. You got that fat brain. Okay. So the physiological hunger, the stomach intestine, these are the 20, 25 hormones are coming out of here. What do they do? What do you think they do? Well, most of them are going to go up to your fat brain, aren't they? And then your fat brain's going to do what? Oh, yeah, you're right. It's sending hormones back down. Different parts of your body, but y'all get the idea, right? Does that make sense? So this occurred to me yesterday when I was giving this talk. And I've had to think about it all night. It's kind of bothered me. Basically, pretty much everything that we experience and live through has to go through our brain. Isn't that true? Like, even if the stomach produces hormones, it has to have a response in the brain somehow. It might, it might stimulate other hormones, which makes other hormones, which makes other hormones. But then eventually, one of those hormones is going to go to your brain and say, go eat. That, that's growing. Right? And then your brain's got to initiate a thought or something like that, right? 
So then it occurred to me yesterday that realistically, there is no physiological hunger. Isn't that true? It's all head hunger. It's all head hunger. I get hungry. It's naturally hungry. But where does that thought originate? I'm hungry. Where does that happen? It's my head. Because haven't I had times where my tummy growled? Haven't you had times where your tummy growled and you said, eh, I'm too busy working? Right? But it's not until your head says, I'm hungry, maybe I should eat, that you go eat. Right? So I think for me this was kind of a big breakthrough, which is it's all head hunger. Is that true? So if that's true, then you must have to, you have to do this. You have to ask yourself, here's the question. What is affecting driving causing my hunger? Why am I hungry? What's causing this? Okay? So I'm going to give you all some homework. So groups from now on is going to have homework. So we have evolved beyond just the quizzes. Is that true? So now you have homework to do. What is affecting my hunger? So that's the question you're going to have to work on this week. And here's what you're going to do. You're going to go home. I'm going to rewrite this over here. What is affecting my hunger? Yes, y'all got it? Now you're going to draw two columns. Because there's always two things, right? One is going to be external. One, therefore, has to be what? Internal. And I want you to write the answers down. And don't censor yourself. Just write it down. I'll give you an example. Let's do a couple. Smell of apple pie. External. Is that internal or external? external? Apple pie. Smell of apple pie. That's external. It goes into your olfactory bulbs. You smell it and say, ooh, that smells good. But does that make you hungry? Maybe, maybe not. What's the internal response, though? Memories. Grandma's house. Yeah. Maybe it's the last time that you saw your grandmother. Maybe that's what y'all always used to do. Maybe that's how you grew up. It was always mom baking pies for dad on Sundays. What's the association? That's kind of a deeper thing. Television commercials, external or internal? External. Oh, I wrote it there. So television, right? And not just the commercials, but the TV shows you watch. <coughs> you watch a TV show where this happy family is sitting around the table sharing food. Are you going to get hungry? Mm -hmm. Yeah. But why? Maybe it reminds you of your family. Of something. Does that make sense? Does that make sense? These are the little steps, Dolores. 
This will save you a lot of trouble, headaches, regrets, <coughs> anguish. The worst way to learn is how? Anyone know? No? That's a good answer, though. I like that. Who said that? Smart woman right there. The worst way to learn is someone standing up at you, in front of you, and lecturing at you. 90% of y'all, well, let me say it another way, you guys will get, will forget 90% of this talk. You'll only remember 10% of this talk. So the two things I want you to remember, do your homework, make this column, internal or external, and this mantra. I'm hungry, that makes me happy because it means I'm alive. It means I'm alive. Got it? Job good group this week? Yes. I finished early. Hey! <laughs> Who's having surgery next week? Raise your hand. Give her some love, everybody. All right. Get out of here. I've been confused the whole goddamn election. I've been confused. Because everybody commercials sound good at 2.30 in the goddamn morning. And you done had a rough day and shit. They just, do you care about your family? Yes, I do. Is health care important to you? Well, yes, it is. No, nigga, this motherfucker know me personally. This ain't no regular campaign. This motherfucker's in my family life. on the wild side with TV's bad boy of comedy. I'm so crazy. He's outrageous. <laughs> He's unpredictable. They tell me I look like Denzel Washington. Martin Lawrence stars. I can dig that. <laughs> in Martin, Thursdays at 8, 7 central on Fox. Oh, there you are. Did you know that Coffee Mate is triple churned and two times richer than milk for one perfect cup of coffee? Mmm, Coffee Mate truly is man's best friend. <laughs> I didn't mean like you... Coffee Mate. Coffee's perfect mate. I can't believe we're about to begin the 20th year of American Idol. Y'all ready to find our next superstar? Gosh, I mean, we've discovered so many over the years. Have you ever wondered where you'd be if you were never discovered? Hmm. Hello? Is this the class you're looking for? Welcome. Baby, you're a firework. Come and show them what you're worth. Make them go. Oh, oh, no, not this again. <laughs> One margarita, two margarita, three margarita. Shot, 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 shot. It's always shot. Dim the lights. This is Jeremy Goldstein's Bar Mitzvah!
We were all given our shot. Now it's time to give it to somebody else. Yeah, let's go discover the next American Idol. Now that's raw talent. You know you've reached when a superstar decides to celebrate his birthday with you. They move all the way, come to your presence, and you know that, oh, wow, they are doing something right. I am here with Kofi Jama, and I've been reminiscing with him. The first time I came in contact with his music, that's Jeremy. Yeah. Featuring Sefa, the whole love vibe to it and all. What is the difference between the love Kofi Jama and the Kofi Jama that we see on Bowling, see yeah, on the Koso and all? I think it's the same Kofi Jama, you know, but it's like, yeah, the, the different faces, yeah. But it's the same person, right? Yeah. Okay, happy birthday to you. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. I hear age comes with experience and trouble. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so finding troubles coming your way. Nothing that I can't handle though. Okay. Um, How about the experience part? A lot of them. Yeah. For real. Okay. Yeah. Let's look at what sometime you made a post. I know that Ghana boys are winning now. In fact, the Ghana music industry <laughs> seem to be taking over. You made this interesting post and I want us to start from there because we all know that when we talk about the face of Ghana music now, you are one of the faces yeah. of Ghana music. You made a post. You said, Ghana boys winning. This is the beginning of Ghana's dominance in the African music game. The floodgates been opened. Congrats to Black Hole, Kelvin Boy, Neptunes, Jackie, Asaka, Yautok, etc. And all those who built the foundation for us. Congratulations. Yeah, first. thanks. What is working this time with the new face? I think it's it's about the era. This is a, it's a new era, you know, and things things don't work as they used to. Like the old era, you know, it's like a, the the destroying of the old and bringing of the new. So it's like if you tr if you look back, it's just it's just the young generation dominating now, you know. Actually, it's something just in the air. It's not something different that they are doing, but it's just the era that we are in. Yeah. Okay, so which era is this? If you have to describe this to a lay person, which is it like an era that's... It's a different one from okay. the era that we were used to, like we used to be in. The Stone Boys, Sack era. Them, they're still here, but it's like... Well, this is a new, you can see that the terrain is changing. Okay. Yeah, that's what I can say. Okay, so then can I say that right now when we are looking at the biggest exporters mm -hmm. or the people that are churning out big hits mm -hmm. in Ghana right now, it's the new boys that you spoke about, the new news. I would say the new boys, but the new boys are to take it to a different, like a different dimension. Okay. See how like the new boys are really taking it to, it's, it's not like nothing that the old guys haven't been doing. But the new guys are here to take it to a different dimension. Yeah, that's how I think it's written already. So that's how I have to be. You are a hip hopper, yeah. and then sometimes you do the yeah, love and all around. Yeah, yeah, all around. Yeah, an all around artist. I'm just waiting to see probably on a high life tune. Mm -hmm. But so far, we've seen that something that is of old, like the high life. Mm -hmm. When you listen to Down Flats, you listen to most of these songs. Mm -hmm. They have their basic high life elements, mm -hmm. and yet it seems the world is appreciating and loving it. What is different with the high life now, or is it that the world has always wanted high life, but we were the ones? I think it's the blend. 
Okay. I feel it's a blend because now it's like there are more equipments, there are more devices to make like the sound sound much better, you know. And it's the blend of the new and the old, you know. There's the high life, but the uh, the element of the new is being added to it. So it's like it upgrades it from the dusty sound to like a much more renewed one. So I think it makes it much more appealing to the like the the outside world, you know, because the high life is our own. We love it already, regardless how old it is. But it's, it's much more appealing to them now. That's how I feel. Okay. Yeah. Considering how long Nigerians have been sitting on our chat here in Ghana, and then all of a sudden there seems to be an overturn around, do you think it's the new face, the new school of artists like you, mm -hmm. are the ones that are preparing for, let's say, should I say a battle with the world proper? When it comes to the music, I wouldn't say a battle, but yeah, we are struggling to find our like our, our way, you know, because Nigeria have always been representing us when it comes to music in Africa. Here, they are big, African music is popular now because of Nigeria. They've been one of the the best ambassadors we had in the past ten years or so. So I feel like the like this the new era, the new generation to. Like it sparked up a different kind of, I think, a different hype and a different energy altogether. Since when Asaka came, it's been like that since. Back to back. Back to back to Black Sheriffs, you know. So I think uh, it's something with the new. The old have done what they have to do, and Nigeria have been representing us for a long time. And I think it's time that we add our voice to it. Like Ghana, the Ghana voice have to be added to it. The Ghanaian community, are they finally accepting that this could be the face of the music industry now? Because, you know, sometimes there's certain conversations when they are mentioning A-list artists and they, mm. their hit makers are left out. Mm. I mean, their current hit makers mm. are left out. So, is the industry projecting artists like you and those that are giving us the hit in the right way into the world's eye? Well, the industry, I don't think this industry has something that they follow. A plan or something. We have no plan. We just do it. They just gravitate towards who they gravitate towards, and the things just keep happening, you know. Okay. So it's not like somebody sat back and is going with a plan like, "Yo, this is have to, this is what have to happen. This is how we have to do things." Now nah, it's not like that, but it's something that happens naturally. People just seems to gravitate towards what they like, okay. and it just happen. So this is not something that you can plan or you can take. Yeah, it's not something that you can plan it. Yeah. Okay, we'll take a break and come and talk about balling. Mm -hmm. I know you are, you are really balling hard. Yeah, 100%. You know what? Let's just get into it. Let's talk Street. about balling. I know that the colors you chose for balling mostly is because of appetite for the, the colors you chose. Oh. I think turquoise, green, and then purple. Yeah. Was it difficult putting all of these colors together to represent balling? Well, it wasn't. It, I think uh, I'll say times to my team because they didn't make it that hard on me because it wasn't me that I was trying to search. Okay. I was doing other things and they were helping with it. So they made it smooth for me. Yeah. Okay. So I, I, I didn't understand the word boiling. When I saw the video, I knew that, oh, this is, is it 90s or 20s or yeah. 80s? Sorry. The 2000s. The yeah. They were having a lot of mm -hmm. fun. You can see the skating, the, the boom that they were having, that kind of thing. Yeah. Whatever exactly is this situated? I say 2000s, 2000, yeah, 2001, 2002, that era coming. Okay, and then what is balling, really? Is it like show of wealth or... Yeah, no, it's not like show of wealth. It's like balling is you balling. When you, like, it's, a, it's a slang. That's okay. what I would say. It's a slang. And when I'm out in the night having a party, jamming myself up, 
termed as balling. Okay. So okay. when you're going out to have fun, stuff like that, it's like balling. So it's, it's basically the mindset that I had when I was back in Kumase, Bantama, you know. You can have two cities or just five cities. Somebody might have a hundred million or something, but you'll be, you'll be in the same club with that person and you'll be balling than that person. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's possible. It's, it means balling is the mindset. Okay. That was the whole idea of the song, you know. Okay. okay. Balling, you shouldn't be down, no matter how much your budget or how low it is. You know, you just have to ball, keep balling. It's all in the mind. And did the video do it for you because it's really different? Yeah. It's, it, it, the sound itself is the throwback sound. You know, yeah. the sound itself is like hip hop from the two thousands with a blend of what I do now. So, yeah, we just had to go back and give that idea for the video i've seen what's happening now the song was on the project but then it says all of a sudden how crucial are videos to the work you do as an artist or projects or anybody of work how crucial are videos yeah, to it as an artist i feel like the song is not complete without the video okay you know you have to you to, in order for you to get the song understand the song actually you need to add a, like add the visuals to it that'll complete the whole journey of the song you know okay. it's not just ears it has to be something that you, you can watch to see the view who shot it Kofiwa. the dancing Shout in the Kofiwa, video yeah. i know you can't dance i've seen your videos behind it, seen that you were trying but well let's talk about the dancing mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. who, who, who trained you or something I you had myself what yeah i dance i do dance oh please you can't but dance yeah, i've seen your video i want to push to the world dance like something like that Okay. Yeah, it doesn't. I don't normally dance, but when I dance, I dance. You should see me dancing. <laughs> yeah, you should. I saw you. Okay. I saw you in the video dancing. Yeah, that one was comedies. Sir? Yeah. <laughs> I'm vibing with Kofi Jama. Kofi Jama is so cool. You're looking very cool in what you're wearing, though. Like, Thanks. is it like a birthday special made outfit? Because you look too cool <laughs> sitting here today. It's, it's like one of my favorite outfits, so I just wanted to wear it. Why today. is that? Because it's a bit silky or... A bit yeah, silky. I love the silk, yeah. Oh. I love... I, I feel comfortable, like, in it. And I see some very feminine... What, what, what is this touch of feminine things? I don't think men? it's feminine, though. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so Kofi Jama, there yeah. are lots of stars here. You are one of the big stars that we have here in Ghana right now. So I want you to pick one and then put your autographs on it because I know the way selfie is taking over autographs. I might not see autograph ever. So yeah. please do it here so my viewers too can see Kofi Jama's autograph. Sounds nice. Okay. I should just do it on it. Or oh, yeah, yeah. Just, just put it on it for us. Straight up. Okay, so Kofi Jama has given us his autograph, which you will never get because you ask for selfies. We ask for autograph. Straight up. <laughs> Straight up. I like that. You know, but it's something that you didn't see. What in the old era, as when you were shooting the boiling video, shocked you a bit? Or you see that, oh, we don't really have this thing happening again anymore in us? First, is about the, like the dressing, you know. At first, that used to be one, one of the, the, like, the dressing that used to pop. How I like I dressed up in the bowling video. Mm -hmm. That was what everybody used to. That was the hot thing now. But now, if you wear it outside, people would think like you. You are way behind time. Yeah. But yeah, but I just knew that music can just take you in a tra like in like travel back to but, time, you know. So that was the aim of this. Okay, where can we go and stream bowling? And then I know the video is out on YouTube, doing amazing numbers. Yeah. yeah. So the streaming platforms. On all platforms, you know, appetite for destruction EP. That's 
Bowling is the third track on it. Yeah. So you should just search for Appetite for Destruction EP, Born and the third track on it. And the videos are on YouTube, yeah, everywhere, straight up. Congratulations. I appreciate it. And happy birthday. Thank you very much. <laughs> okay, so thank you for watching. Please don't go anywhere. One play, one play, one play. Add class to your music. I want some cheeseburgers just to eat. I'm talking get your my nigga mustard on the beat. You gotta put a lot of ladies, please. Because I like to have a lot of grief. I remember eating outside with my whole team. Now a nigga gotta stay home cause of quarantine. I want too many chickens and fries cause I'm hungry. You look both like my fries, you looking salty. Gave me me flurries, make the Oreo trip. Straight up by McDonald's with no tip tip. And I want a pound of lean, I'm a sip sip. You gotta buy them big cookies, that chocolate chip. And I want 50 apple pies, I didn't forget that. If you fuck up, then I'll punch you, I didn't forget that. And if that machine is broken, then you're gonna get slapped. You're not my homie now, if you do not come back. You gotta hurry now, I know you heard that. Young nigga, stomach grumbling, cause I want a Big Mac. Why you still looking at me with that ugly ass hat? You gotta go now, so you better run fast. Mrs. Wang. Mrs. Wang, are you with us? I am paying attention. Now you may only see a pile of receipts, but I see a story. I can see where this story is going. It does not look good. from another universe. I'm here because we need your help. Very busy today. Uh, no time to help you. Across the multiverse, I've seen thousands of Evelyns. You can access all their memories, their emotions, even their skills. There's a great evil spreading throughout the many verses. And you, be your only chance of stopping it. Don't make me fight you. I am really good. I don't believe you. Wow, I'm really good. He's waiting in the wings. The universe. He speaks of senseless things. Is so much bigger than you and me. Than you realize. Of all the places I could be, I just want to be here with you. Remember our mission concerning the fate of every single world of our infinite multiverse. There's no way I am the Evelyn you are looking for. Every rejection, every disappointment has led you here. To this moment. Don't let anything distract you from it.
shell break. People always ask me, how do you look so horrible? Is it natural? Well, here's my secret. Creme de With active ingredients including fridge mold and ham sweat, its pimple-inducing formula is guaranteed to keep your skin oily and rank. Creme de For him and for So many choices. Look, extra gravy. And Lil' Soups. There's the shreds. Yeah, Frisky's has it all. I want it all. Can I have it all? Feed their fantasy. Frisky's. I finally did it. Popeye's new chicken sandwich. Mm. I've been trying to make the perfect chicken sandwich forever. Um, How does that make you feel? You know me. It had to be just right. Mm -hmm. Finding a bun as good mm. as my chicken was not easy. Mm. I mean, I did it, obviously. I think we've made a lot of progress here. I feel great. Good talk. Mmm. I'm proud of you. My new chicken sandwich is buttermilk battered and served on toasted brioche. Try it in spicy or classic. What's up, y'all? It's your girl, Roxy, holding it down. And it's your boy, Terrence J. And Aniston is here. The BET 106 Apart Weekend Countdown Show. We're going to count down the hottest 20 songs in the country. Plus, we've got some special surprises for you. The BET 106 Apart Weekend Countdown. Tune in every week. It all goes down right here on WHOG. Hip Hop 1120. Aniston's number one station for hip hop and R&B. Sundays at 2.30. Aniston's new number one station for hip hop and R&B. All new at 5, police rushed to Piper High today after reports of unruly students. In the end, seven students were arrested. CBS4's Joan Murray is at the school in Sunrise with more. The school was just going crazy. Chaos in the cafeteria and hallways of Piper High School after Sunrise police say a massive food fight spilled over, disrupting classes and causing a disturbance. It was a food fight, but kids didn't, they didn't care. They just did what they want. I seen all the pizza, potatoes, fruits, cups, all that. Were people getting covered with food or where was it going? Yeah, well, milk was splashing everywhere. Milk was splashing everywhere. I seen milk all on the teacher, all on her suit. When some students refused to go back to class and continued to cause a disruption, police moved in. We saw a couple of students being led away in handcuffs. They just want attention. Throwing water is like throwing food all around the building. Guardian the school, it's money that the government spending on stupid the school. Whoa, like we should know better as Piper High School. It's an A plus school. It's like a competition between the high schools over stupid food fight brawling stuff, and this is completely inappropriate. So seven students charged with misdemeanor disorderly conduct. We spoke to some of the seniors who told me they hope this disruption will not interfere with a celebration planned for later in the week. In Sunrise, Joan Murray, CBS 4 News.